Thank you for using Dodo Airlines. Please be sure to collect your nookmas as you exit the plane. Oh, finally, I'm on my own island. I can't wait to uh, meet all the new animals and really get a part of this island lifestyle. This way, everybody, you're being detained. You're being detained right now, everybody, this way. Oh, sir, what's, uh, what's going on? Sir, there has been talk about a virus infection on the island, and we're going to have to detain you for two weeks. And this oh. means no bug catching, oh. no catching fish, oh. no making camp, oh. and especially no talking to Filbert. What? Sorry, what? what was that last one again? No talking to Filbert. But 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 I'm so close to Filbert. I, I've come all this way. I'm it, sure. it doesn't matter, <laughs> sir. Get in the room. But oh, I need to see Filbert. Get in the room. <clears throat> now, sir. I, I love you, Filbert. I'll see you in two weeks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 135 are open. Joining me this week is the wonderful blue-shirted Brosterwood. How are we going, man? Blue-shirted. You're red-shirted. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit confusing, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit confusing. Maybe I'm colorblind. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm just uh, just blind in general. Hmm. No, you could be. I could yeah. be, I could be. You don't even know what I look like, do you? No. No, that's what I thought. No. no. Are you like one of those uh, those monsters that sort of takes form as a human, but you're actually like something else? Like a vampire or something? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Is that what you are? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That makes a, I think that makes a lot of sense to all of us. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. So, it's been a, a bloody crazy week, really. I'm, like, sort of last week we recorded an episode. and was, Oh, well, there's not much news. But until the next day, um, it came out Reggie was joining GameStop. So, oh, that's pretty crazy. But just everything in, like, the real world as far as, you know, health and all that goes, it's just oh, yeah. been, been absolutely crazy. Mental. Mental, mm. even. Yeah, hell of yeah. a lot going on. So it's it's even gotten to the point where it's like affecting, like just big events down here. Let alone stuff like E three and stuff in the gaming industry. I know a lot of us sort of pay attention to, but yeah, just like you know the field days, concerts, everything's just uh, yeah. just going. Obviously, we don't want to talk about it too much, but um, it it has uh, inevitably caused a hell of a lot of chaos. Um, even uh, just looking at Italy, Italy's probably the worst affected. Of the entire world at the moment, you know mm. they've got people in the halls of hospitals for treatment. You know, um, obviously, uh, it's probably going to uh, hurt a lot of the gaming industry as we go forward too. Mm. Um, like even just now, you know, E three cancelled and uh, GDC, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a week. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, you know that mm. being cancelled and uh, yeah, just. We've got events of our own that we go to, you know, we've got packs at the end of the year and we've got Avcon even sooner than that and it's a wonder if they'll even be, uh, you know, attendable because uh, a lot of the bands are going through and, mm. and not allowed to be gatherings of more than 500 people and obviously those events kind of garner like thousands of people passing through. So, yeah, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but we'll see um, how it goes come July when mm-hmm. uh, Avcon and Adelaide is. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, I actually went to Adelaide this weekend, and I was actually like a little bit—I I couldn't think. Like it was always in the back of my mind 
Yeah. Like always like I washed my hands like so many times. Every single, I think on the hour I went to the toilet and like washed my hands. Yeah. yeah. That type of thing. Like it's just like, and like I was at a birthday party, um, friend's birthday party and like meeting new people and like they like put their hand out for like a handshake <laughs> and like you're like, oh man. There's a handshake band, man. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how it is. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's difficult. But, like, as far as, like, the, the city went in Adelaide, it didn't look like there was any difference, you know, this weekend. No. Like, there was no, like, uh, you know, I was out late at night, so there was pl- plenty of people out and out and about drinking and all that. Like, you couldn't tell that uh, there was a pandemic on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I suppose at this stage it's also probably a little bit harder to run into somebody that's got an infection. Like an actual close infection, but uh, I mean, going down the line, that that's going to turn into like, oh, one, one or two people have interacted that person, and those two people go to different places, and then they yeah, infect yeah. two people each, and you know that's how it grows. So, at the moment, it's pretty quiet, but um, I know that um, Australia is not doing a very good job at uh, like premeditating com- uh, contamination. So um, we kind of just got to be more vigilant in how we're dealing with it. Um, Italy being the prime example, apparently um, Australia is currently at where Italy was 20 days ago. Right, yeah. So give it 20 days and we could be looking at Italy numbers, which is in the tens of thousands, and that's not that's not good. So um, anybody that, uh, you know, cares about not spreading it and all that, just uh, make sure you have self-hygiene incorporated and try to not get too close to people. I hope that's most people. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. You meet some pretty shady people. Yeah, I know. Oh, you know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah. He come back with it. Yeah. That. The, well, <laughs> I, I said to Bryce, like, do you want to do the podcast remotely? Because I came back from the city and I could have brought something back with me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I trust you. But I trust you to be vigilant. So here I am. If I get coronavirus and die, I'm blaming you. <laughs> yeah, but, and die. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I was about to ask how are your lungs, but <laughs> they're all right, aren't they? They're okay. <laughs> no, that's all right. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, sort of when I was putting together sort of the uh, the layout for this show, I didn't. I don't want to talk about coronavirus and everything that's going on too much. I sort of I do want this to be a bit of escapism for people because um, on the way up to Adelaide, it was like a four and a half hour trip, so I got a lot of time listening to podcasts and. Most of the trip up, I'm listening to listening to talk about coronavirus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, rightfully so. It's it's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Um, it's important, and yeah, it, it is very important. And uh, there's some big uh, news stories we want to lump together and talk about how it's affected the gaming industry and Nintendo uh, as a company and a developer. But for the most part, Animal Crossing is coming up. Let's talk about some fun things, just to t- take your mind off of it for an hour. Maybe us us as well. Yeah, because I'm sure you've talked about it plenty with uh, lots of people. Oh, not really. The we only person I'm like, um, like you know, I'll I'll talk to my mother or mother-in-law about it, and then I'll talk to my partner about it. But my partner doesn't want to hear a bar of it, so it's like doesn't yeah. want to hear about it. Yeah, because it's on the TV well, and that all the time. So yeah, because the media, yeah. the me- to be fair, you know, uh, Murdoch Media is uh, absolutely just going nuts and like making it seem. Like a lot worse than it probably actually is, but gotta sell newspapers, man. So well, that's right. Yeah, mm. that's what it is too. You know, it's selling newspapers, but at the same time, like, uh, it it is it is 
it's kind of a hard conundrum because you've got the people who are absolutely exacerbated because of the media, but then you've got the people who are on the opposite spectrum, like, oh my God, the media is just blowing this up when it really should be a middle ground of like, yeah, yeah, there's there's too much going on, but we should probably be careful for the sake of others around us that don't have uh, like greater lungs or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever may have you. Like we should still be careful. It's like, yes, it is, it is influenza 2.0 to its own degree, but mm. uh, yeah, be mindful of others, people. And that's kind of like the... Just at the stage we're at, it's a very good idea just to wash your hands a lot. Make yeah. sure you have a good scrub in the shower. Visit the shops as least as possible. Yeah, yeah. That's Get right. the essentials. Buy one thing of toilet paper for fuck's sakes. Yes, please. Don't, yeah. don't and hand sanitizer. Yeah, don't don't fill up your trolley with milk. That's weird. You don't. People don't have that big a freezer no. for all that milk, let alone the meat and other stuff you have in there. Don't do that. Speaking of people overstocking, did you did you hear that uh, somebody's selling hand sanitizer for like a hundred dollars a bottle? Yeah, I did. What the fuck? That's disgusting. That's not cool. Yeah, mm. f- first of all, uh, everybody, I know hand sanitizer is great and all, and it's like, you know, pretty efficient, but soap works just as well. <laughs> so don't buy $100 bottles in hand no. sanitizer. No. You've got to save the animal. You've got to save that money for Animal Crossing later this week. Well, that's right. Yeah, you know, you just get some normal soap. You'll be fine. Don't buy one bottle of hand sanitizer. Get Animal Crossing. It's kind of a win-win. It is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So just don't buy hand sanitizer. Yeah. Just I buy mean, soap. Even Animal Crossing's not safe. Even I got quarantined <coughs> on the island. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. And uh, another thing I wanted to bring up. So when I went to Adelaide, uh, there was a. a a friend of ours up there, he said, oh, he asked me, like, oh, how's the podcast going? I'm like, oh, yeah, good. And he's like, oh, this this website I go to uh, quoted you guys. Oh, shit. No, no, don't don't uh, jump in onto it right yet. And I just I looked at him and went, quoted us. Because if anyone's listened to a couple of episodes of The House of Mario, so how the hell do they quote us? We're quoting other people in their articles. Most of the and, time, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we're not breaking news stories. That's weird. So he said it was like Express... Dot com dot co or express dot co. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's definitely not a thing. Surely, uh, no, it's it's not a thing. So basically, in the article, they like where just going back where I got the name for the House of Mario is the House of Mario is just a nickname for Nintendo. Yes, a lot of journalists, you know, they can't just say Nintendo a thousand times in an article, so they say the Big N, the House of Mario, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um. So in this article, they just said, you know, the House of Mario did this, whatever the... I think it was talking about Breath of the Wild sales or something from whenever. (laughs) So it's like House of Mario sold this many copies of The Legend of Zelda. I'm like, yeah, okay. Because, like, it's a thing that I haven't seen around in a long time. I remember reading it all all the time, like The House of Mario. Mario, And when we were coming up for a name for a podcast, this came to my mind straight away. It's perfect, yeah. Yeah. And uh, just... It's not, we're not just a Mario podcast. That is just a nickname for Nintendo, the House of Mario. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we liked it, so we called us that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if you see the House of Mario, we're not being quoted. No. Because I could just imagine like some sites like quoting us like, oh, Bryce, like, I don't know, said something dumb and drew forward up with something even stupider. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've like, become the PewDiePie's of podcasting. PewDiePie's of pod- That'll be all right. That'll be all right. <laughs> you mean numbers-wise or just like... Just, if we just had dumb. Num- <laughs> we had numbers wise. We could have retired a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Retire, yeah, yeah, yes. Well, well. So there's that. I don't think I've actually ever brought that up on the show before. Where the name comes from, the no, House of Mario. No, no, you would have brought it up a couple of times. Probably. We've done like you know 
130 something episodes of this show now. I can't remember the exact number. Oh, I literally just said it. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. It's 135. Yeah, there you go. So, like, you know. And uh, yeah, I know. We, we've done a lot of it. But we've done a fair few episodes. You know. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think we're that popular, but. No, no. No one yeah, likes us. We're still sort of there. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're definitely there, Bryce, in some capacity. Uh, so, yeah. Bryce, let's move away from some of this talk, at least for a little bit before we get into the news sort of uh, segment. We won't uh, double on it too long in the news segment either. <laughs> But we finally got some time with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon uh, Deluxe rescue, rescue Team. What's it called? What's it? Uh, yeah, Deluxe, whatever. That's what we're going with. Um, yeah, so basically after we recorded the podcast last time, I edited it, put it up to the to the cloud to be available on podcast services. Then I sat down with Mystery Dungeon and played it to about 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really, really enjoyed myself. It's um, just like the perfect game for me at the moment, what I'm after. Something not too complicated or anything and something pretty familiar. Yeah. But some something just to like grind in, which we were talking about last week as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, I found myself not doing a whole lot of the story. I've put about eight hours into the game uh, so far, but I'm just like redoing um, rescue missions just to grind up my rank. Yeah. I've gotten my rank to like silver or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, yeah, that's just like doing that, getting money. Um, so I'm really, really enjoying the game just going in there and smashing out some missions and yeah yeah, yeah. W- what i found though you know how the sort of the hunger system works where you've got to eat an, eat an apple or a big apple or something to replenish your your hunger hunger it seems to be i seem to be finding a lot less apples and it seems to be getting in the way a lot more than i remember it being <clears throat> um has that um really been happening with you or no so I, I just I just make sure when I've done side missions and stuff like that, I've, I, I go to the Kangaskhan box every now and then and just refresh it. And then I've got like a specific amount of stuff that I take out every time. It's like uh, four, four apples, then, mm. you know, four orange berries, two of each status recovery, yeah. four reviver seeds or so, and then the rest of it's like ethers. I think I was just, I think I was just grinding on a, on a location that just didn't have any apples. So mm-hmm. then I eventually ran out, and Probably. I was just I was still Probably. going. Yeah. yeah, so I think I think that was my problem. Like when, because there's a the place I'm on now. Like you can find big apples pretty often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I just want to touch on as well. Um, Sam Hay in the Discord he put in he basically asked whether the game was like um complicated because I guess if you look at it and it's just like grid based and you're not used to sort of um that type of combat, yeah. Yeah. you might be like, oh, what's this game all about? But it's like it's very very basic. Very simple, and if, and if you know Pokemon, um, it's uh, pretty easy to wrap your head around. It's like mm, you know, yeah. you know your type advantages and disadvantages and all that stuff. It's it's very basic Pokemon, and it's it's good. Um, it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't always hold your hand. I guess there is there is like some pieces of content in that game where you get stuck for a bit and you're like crap. Like at the moment, um, there's a particular scene where you can't go back to town for a few dungeons so it's like if you're not leveled up enough you you have the option to take a leveling route where you can sort of just level up until you think oh i'm ready but then you know you start to run low on supplies so you gotta try and blaze through it and Mm. still beat the boss at the end of the dungeons because there's like three or four bosses there that you've really you know got to be prepared for but you've got no way to stop in town then the only access you have is whatever's in the dungeon and what if you whatever you've got stored in your box Mm. so if you're not confident you're gonna make it through well you know, you're going to struggle a bit. And there's a couple couple of dungeons like that in Mystery Dungeon where you're like, well, you know, that's where the difficulty is. Um, 
that's you know sort of around about the midway midway point of the story, and that's like the first real roadblock. Mm. And then after that, when you get to the end game, you know you've got the ninety nine four dungeon where you start at level five and. Uh, yeah, you actually, yeah, you yeah. actually go up the level, and I noticed there was a tip that actually tells you about it, like yes, before yeah. you finish the game too. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah. it, it actually reminded me of it. I'm like, oh yeah, that is the end game like, challenge mm. right there. Like it, it's it's for you to test, um, you know, how well you manage your resources and how you space out your leveling, and you know how you use specific items to get you through real tough tough measures. Um, it, it it's a it's the real challenge of the game. Um. And like you don't have to do any grinding at all for that. You can literally just go all the way through. And you know, speaking of the tidbits, actually, something that I never noticed before, you know, evolving your Pokemon doesn't do anything in Mystery Dungeon. Oh, really? Except give them new moves. Huh. No stat increases. No stats. Okay. So you don't even have to, apparently. Yeah, right. Because you only get to evolve once you have finished the game. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And and the problem with evolving is that um, it can- they, They don't talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it, it can, huh. Well, they do talk, but only not through like, text boxes, no pictures. Not, yeah, not like they used to. Yeah, where it was like you know, because where you'd have like a picture yeah. to go along with it that showed their emotion and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, I never really thought about it much, but yeah, I just assumed there would be a stat increase because that's what happens when they evolve. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, apparently the only thing you can change is uh, what moves they learn, which is not right. necessarily a. Huge deal anyway, because a lot of the moves that you will be using are in TMs. Yeah, and I'm pretty happy with the moves I've got now. Um, I sh- like, I um, I did the quiz. I got Totodile, and I chose um, Torchic as my partner, and I uh, called my partner Chantel. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, actually, I actually showed her. She's like, oh, that's so lame and cute. I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so who did you get in the quiz? I haven't actually asked you. Um, I got Trico, but I was like, no. <laughs> Oh, I played I played uh, through the both the uh, DS versions of the game with Trico. It was I'm a lot I, of fun. I I'm not going through that game as Trico. I could not think of anything more annoying. What about Psyduck? I could I could I would find that less annoying. Why do you find Trico annoying? Because that game is set up to absolutely screw dark types by that uh, dark types grass types by the time you hit that mark that I'm talking about. Because all the bosses you have to fight you're totally and 100% vulnerable against mm. and you aren't good against them in any measure. I remember I remember it being really handy because um, you had like absorbing uh, Giga Drain and stuff so you could get back your health pretty yeah. pretty easy. Yeah, but that doesn't really save you from those bosses. And like if, if I wanted to get through the game at a relatively decent pace, that means I would have to not grind and, you know, because I, I want to be ready for Animal Crossing. So I want to try and finish the game. I'm the same way, yeah. So at least. I've got to get moving. <laughs> and I, I don't want to sit there and friggin', you know, grind the crap out of Trico just trying to get a decent measure on you know, how I'm going to beat these bosses because mm. you can't recruit anything during then either. So if you're weak, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. You're stuffed. Picking, like, it, it's been an infamous, infamous thing in Pokemon where picking grass types has always been, like, somewhat of a bad decision mm. because you get screwed early on. Um, but in this case, it's especially so because the the middle section of the game can be such a roadblock even when you're at a type advantage that. You know, um, it's not worth picking the disadvantage. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing someone listening to this and they're, they're not up to that section and they've got their Turtwig or 
I won't be Turtwig, but they're a grass type. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> um, by, all, by all means, if you want a challenge out of it, it's a good challenge because you will definitely be in for a challenge. And there is benefits to having a grass type later on in the game. But yeah, yeah. during that midsection, that's where you're going to really suffer. That's like your first real big hurdle. Yeah. It's like um, it's like all types. Obviously, you're going to run into a roadblock eventually with your type combination of you and your partner. Yeah. But I guess just at the point you're talking about, that is one of the harder points of the game. And that oh, is dur- a- during the story, it yeah. is. Yeah. And that disadvantage comes then. It's like, mm. yeah. But yeah, I. When I, really you just want to push forward and get I, more Pokemon and yeah. do things. I played through the original game of Trico and I can't. It was a long time ago. I can't remember much, to be honest, but I can't remember too much about running into a roadblock with Trico, but yeah. You probably did a bit of grinding before you actually went on and moved on then. Yeah, I might have, yeah. Like, that that's the thing, is that uh, if if I had the time and knowing that Animal Crossing is coming out this week, I would I probably would have went fine with Trico and just went with it, but mm. no, uh, no. Yeah, um... Not like scenario. grinding isn't too bad. You get the it's the, not but the Maka, Makahita uh, dojo. So you go there and you do. Um, if you get a gold ticket, you got up to a minute just to beat as many en- enemies as you can. And you level up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not too bad if you like. You know, you pick them up pretty regularly through um, chests from Pokemon that. Uh, that yeah, Pokemon drop when you beat them and stuff. So it's not too bad. Yeah, but I just want to get in there and I want to finish the game before Animal Crossing comes out. Mm. I've already got a backlog. I don't need that on my backlog either, especially oh. since I've already finished it before. I'll just beat it. You're preaching to the choir here, my friend. Oh, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we both do. I uh, I went and bought up a second, um, second like a little care kit for my Switch a while back because I was like, and it was like the same one that I got my Switch when I first got it. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's half price. I'll pick it up just literally for the game cases. And, oh, uh, you need, yeah, okay. You're, like, you're running out. Since I've started really slacking on games again, I've filled <laughs> up those those two cases I got in that care package and I haven't finished. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, do you just carry around games you need to play in that and you're just running out of room? Yeah. 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 It's a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> you're like me, but, um, except... With me, it's SD cards. Like, oh, I better get a four hundred. I haven't finished any of these games. <laughs> I tell you <laughs> what, I need, I need to like, I need the internet to go down for a month. Like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you're not wrong. Just yeah. everywhere, and like, nobody has internet access. They only have phone access or something. Because in that month, I would get so much shit done. You might not have the internet drop out, but you might have everything else drop out. <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> it just would bring you down. Sorry, man. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it would. It would honestly, honestly make me free up my own time so much more so I can actually go and finish these games that I purchased. It happened, it happened to you with Persona, didn't it? Yes. So, yeah, got through Persona. And Well, even then, like, you know, I, I, at the time, I was like, hell yeah, I'm playing the shit out of this game. I love this game. It's a fantastic game. Everybody should play this game. But if I had the internet, I would have finished that a hell of a lot later than what I did. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the internet. Like the internet uh, does really slow down my game time. Thanks, internet. Yeah, thanks, internet. Mm. Fuck me. Yeah. So I was thinking, who can you remember who through the Mystery Dungeon quiz at the start, who you got in the original Mystery Dungeon? Who did you originally get? I don't know. Because I originally, just doing it naturally, went through and got uh, Squirtle in the original Mystery Dungeon. And now I went through it again, did it naturally, and I got Totodile. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Like, because it was uh, just, it was someone different. Obviously, different questions each time. It can work out differently. Yeah, but, it does. Yeah. But yeah, I just found it interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't particularly remember mine, unfortunately. Yeah. 
I mean, I manipulated it anyway and picked the Pokemon I wanted because uh, screw that noise. Yeah, I did too. I did too <laughs> for the original one. But this one, I was just like, as long as I get one of the starters, I'm happy. Yeah. I didn't want to go with like... Yeah, Psyduck. Psyduck or, or something. Hey, that Going through the game with Meowth. It's like, mm, I don't know about if that. If you want a challenge. If you want a challenge. But it's not even the challenge, but it's just like, I don't know, a bit too, a bit too whatever, you know? Yeah, well, normal types don't do much throughout the entire game. So, so what would make it real interesting if uh, you could choose like a Porygon and like they come up to you like, oh, no, I need I need you to save me. And like, he's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> just like computer noise. <laughs> Christ. Mm. Anyway, your point. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have a point. That was that was all. All right, well, they should be able to pick your Porygon in this one. And you go pick up your Porygon and it's got all its evolutions. Yeah. How do you well, feel about that one? Oh, well, Porygon Z's in this, but there's a no shiny uh, version of it, which is a little, a little bit disappointing. One of my favorite shinies in that one. And there's 27 shinies in the game. Mm, speaking of shinies, Bryce, oh. tell us your story. I found the shiny Rapidash on first attempt. And yeah, so he actually... <laughs> yeah, he actually found a shiny Rapidash on the first attempt and it didn't recruit. That was so very Because there's, there's a random chance or whether Pokemon you defeat... Uh, get recruited into your team, mm-hmm. and uh, you actually found it. I, I like we got no idea what the actual percentage. Rates are, yeah, yeah the I rates. can't find them anywhere. Yeah, like Cerebi doesn't doesn't have them, and yeah. So I hope it wasn't stupid rare because oh my god, I'm so mm. sad. Did you I take looked, a screenshot or anything? No, I looked at it. I'm like, holy crap! I'm like, that is shiny. I'm like, don't tell me that's just like a dark edge of the screen discoloration that that game has at times. <laughs> You know how they're sort of like closer to the shadow and it looks like a little bit darker than usual. Yeah, yeah. And then it come back into full view. I'm like, no, that's that's a grey mane. That's a grey flame mane. That is mine. Please. <laughs> and you had the uh, the area or the, the camp set up for it, did you? Yeah, well, you it, it's a basic camp area. So I'm pretty sure you can recruit it pretty much immediately. You do have to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. You do? Yeah, okay. you do. Yeah, yeah, well, I definitely, if, if it was one of the cheaper ones, I definitely had it. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, because I was actually up, I was up late at night in bed, um, trying to find it because that was the that was the place I was grinding my uh, rank up in, and I'm like, oh, here's the rapidash. Oh no, beat mm-hmm. it. Don't didn't recruit it. Beat it. Don't recruit it. Like I keep going. When I get a message from Bryce, like no, <laughs> and like straight away I knew exactly what he's on about because I don't know what else he's doing at night where he's like that heartbroken. <laughs> I don't know. He could have dropped an anvil on his toe or something and just <laughs> sent a message to me like, no, my toe hurts. I don't know. But yeah, just uh, bad luck, Bryce. Uh, Hashtag bad luck, Bryce. I really hope that uh, it comes back. <laughs> I hope it comes back. I hope that unicorn man comes back. I hope so. That pretty horse. I hate, I hate that it's only the strong Pokemon. That, makes kind, sense. Of, that kind of annoys me. Yeah, it makes a little bit of sense. A little bit of yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes a little bit of sense. I mean, like, you could go, like, not even four dungeons down and you can go and get a shiny Metagross and it feels relatively unfair. <laughs> I've only seen the Rapidash. I haven't actually come across the um, other strong Pokemon in the dungeons. I haven't come across a Metagross, um, but I've come across most of them in the dungeon. Mm. I want the Ampharos. Yeah, Ampharos nice. would be nice, yeah. Mm. Shiny Metagross would be pretty sick to have in your team, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. the ideas of shinies in this oh game. God. I had bad flashbacks of, like, the Metagross and Sky Pillar in the second one. Second mystery dungeon. 
Oh, yeah. How they used to fly over like the little patches in the ground and they used to chase the fuck out of you. Oh, my God. They're scary things, aren't they? Oh, and they hit like trucks, too. You're holding down B and you're just like zooming real fast through the dungeon and there's like right behind you. Ah! It's better gross about to tap your butt. <laughs> Holy about, crap. About to tap your butt. <laughs> about to tap your butt. Oh, my God. So have you been playing anything else on Switch, Bryce? No. I, I, I really want to get through Mystery Dungeon before Animal Crossing. Mm. I don't think I will at this stage. I think um, I've probably got my my wits against me. Mm. Actually, I have been playing a little bit of stuff on Switch. Um, when we went to a when I went to Adelaide for Seamus's birthday, who you know Seamus has been on the show before, and he actually rented out a cinema for three hours to play games on. Oh shit! Yeah, and we uh, just, we played a well, we just played all Switch that we had play, our PlayStations and that there, but we just played um, basically Mario Kart, Smash, and you know Jack. And it, it was uh, it was really cool playing on the cinema screen, but um, the cinema is like set up for twenty four frames, like for movies. So you know it's really easy to uh, sort of notice it when you're playing like something like Smash. <laughs> and we all had like the single Joy-Con. The frame rate was like you know pretty ordinary, but it was big, so it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Colors weave into a spiral of frames. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, but that was really cool. So that's that's as far as I've got to say on that. But um, that was the first time I played Smash on a single Joy-Con as well. Uh, I'll never do it again. <laughs> I could not think of anything worse. Uh, Holy crap, I'd break my Joy-Con. Mm. So I, I just like, I was playing as King Dedede the, uh, most of the time. King Dedede. And I moved to, I changed my character to Link. And in eight-player Smash on like... The big screen didn't even help, but I could not see Link. Could not see him. I like lost two lives. I'm like, where the hell is he? I could not find him. And like my name wasn't Drew or whatever. It was just like the random name that I chose from his list. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh no. So I went back to DDD and didn't use any shield. Just did a big hammer, smack him around. Got me a couple of games, but lost me a fair few, fair few more games than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor bugger. Yeah. Thanks, Bryce. Uh, so, Bryce, um, are we ready to move into the news or are we ready to... Uh... Yeah, no, yeah. Let's go ahead. Oh, let's go. Let's go, boy. Let's go, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah! Bika, Bika! Is that all? Uh-huh. I fight for my friends. Yahoo! My body is still Holy macaroni and cheese, Bryce. There's a lot of news this week. I'll be damned if I don't do that every time, by the way. Just... I have to say I fight for my friends at the same time. It's so catchy. So I, I love Ike. My, so I fight for my friends. I fight for. I Just fi- remember back in the in the days of Brawl, where he was mm. there, and then he like he'd like slam his sword in the ground and be like, "I fight for my friends." <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I fight for my friends. It's like I fight for my friends. Yeah, what context is that in? Oh. <laughs> what's he like? What's he up to? Is he like I fight for my friends? Is he on the battlefield or is he just like having the coffee or something? Yeah, no, I fight for my friends. Yeah, I, I definitely do. I fight for my friends. I fight for him. You know, he's like slamming his sword in the ground. He's like, you know, he's not. I fight for my friends. He's I fight for my friends. Yeah, I don't blame him. I really don't blame him. Friends are good, Bryce. I'd fight for you. I fight for my friends. All right. So speaking of uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Bryce, we're going to move into uh, this one, which is from my Nintendo, not my Nintendo, sorry, uh, NintendoLife.com. Ooh. And it's titled, The Next Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Patch Will Fix a Game-Breaking Glitch. And I didn't know there was a game-breaking glitch in this. Oh. 
But this is a statement from Nintendo. So, um, the patch fixes a game-breaking glitch that occurs in dungeons with a fixed party. It occurs when the prota- uh, protagonist and their partner are defeated in the dungeon and you remove the third Pokemon th- uh, from your team. To avoid the issue, simply refrain from moving the third party member. If you have already and cannot play anymore, as a result, the update will allow you to play the game. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about that until I read it. But That's strange. I've um, I've had a couple of times where I didn't have any apples and my partners have died, so I could have run into that glitch. Mm. Yeah. So just a FYI, if you're playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, do the update in case you uh, run into that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not the old Wii days where you've got a message in your uh or send in your save file and they've got to patch it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Switch has come a long way, Bryce. Thank God. Yes, it has. Yeah. If you can connect uh, connect to the internet <laughs> and get patches and get patches. Oh my God. Nintendo's come a long way, ladies and gentlemen. It's fantastic. I love me Nintendo. Do you? No, mm. oh, I don't really. Mm. <laughs> it's, a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It really is. Um, so this is going to this is a this is a big story, Bryce. But we'll uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. Nintendo responds to the cancellation of E3 2020 and says it will consider various ways to engage with its fans. This article also comes from Nintendo Life, and uh, this is Nintendo's statement um, regarding its E3 plans. Nintendo supports the ASA's decision to cancel this year's E3 to help protect the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our long life, our long-time E3 partners. We would like to express our concern and support all those affected by... Um, the coronavirus outbreak during this challenging time. We'll continue to be flexible and re- redirect our efforts to uh, to other ways of keeping our fans up to date about our activities and products. Because of COVID-19 outbreak, large industry events may be um, unable uh, for the foreseeable future, but we are considering various ways to engage with our fans and we will have more to share as the year continues. Basically, they're saying, hey, we'll have more directs. Yeah, yeah. I, I because obviously public gatherings aren't going to be a thing, so it'll just be more directs. Yeah, so just on the Nintendo side of things, um, you know, for you, for you and I, nothing's going to change. Nintendo, no. Nintendo was going to have a direct anyway. Um, Nintendo was one of the companies that started doing digital events long before any other sort of gaming company. Um, so in in some ways, this year a lot of um, a lot of these companies are going to be sort of following looking at Nintendo Directs to sort of uh, gauge of what they should do for sort of their events. So f- for you and I, Bryce, something's going to change. We're going to sit here. We're going to say, uh, this is a, this is a new game coming out. Yay. I'll put it in my calendar. Fantastic. I'll put some p- pennies aside and all of that. But uh, it's, it's going to be like um, all the indie developers and all the partners and everyone that meets at this event that, you know, it's just not going to happen. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm upset about it because it's like a yearly event thing for us, at least. You know, we sit down, we watch E3 and what's going on and stuff like that, and now all of a sudden it's not a thing. Mm. Yeah. There yeah. goes there goes one of our yearly yearly traditions. The only time that we've missed it in the last like, God, I'd like to say about seven years. The only time we've missed it in the last seven years is when you went on holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Watch. Oh, missed it. Watching it together. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. Well, we're still we're still going to get that. We're going to get digital events. It's just, um, it's just going to be interesting whether they all, whether it's Microsoft, 
even who knows sony um nintendo square enix ubisoft ea whether they all plan to do these events they're planning together i, I would like to see them do that i, I would like yeah. to see like a digital a digital event e3 mm. that would be cool because then you don't lose the magic of it the esa has talked about sort of collaborating and organizing a digital event to sort of get all this information together yeah but Without that event there, without sort of dedication to floor space or an event, um, there's sort of no reason for them to do it together. No, because there's no profit to be made or anything like that. Mm. But I, I just think for the sake of tradition, I, I like it's, it's been a thing every year since what? When was the first E3? It was in the 80s, wasn't it? Um, I, think, I don't think it was that far back. I think it was. Probably was actually yeah because Pokemon Pokemon Red and Blue were at E three that was two, that was ninety four so yeah probably was mm. yeah so it's like either late eighties or early nineties mm. you know it's been a tradition for nearly thirty years PlayStation One was announced at a little press conference at, at an E three yeah yeah uh, you know that's that's nearly thirty years it's like it, it, it's a weird thing to just let go one year and be like oh it's not happening. Mm. I'm happy it is though because if I was if I was at IGN or GameSpot or one of these, oh. um, someone sent like someone who's like in charge of like all right you're going to E3, you couldn't do that with a clear conscience. No, I, I and I 100% agree with that, and I don't think that should be the case. But I do think that holding a digital event in spite of that and just even just have like a couple people who are running like a Twitch channel and being like, ah, oh, so what did you think? You know, they're, they're coming off at like a treehouse. And it's like, oh, this is Microsoft's event. What did you think? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, they talked about it or whatever. And that's just like, you know, um, we'll be having short interviews with people over, you mm. know, e- even just chats or whatever, like, yeah, I yeah. don't know, like Phil Spencer or whatever, they're talking to, you know, or Doug Bowser and whatever. They have those little tidbits in between and they'll be like, coming up next is Sony's, Sony's. It's Sony's. It's yeah. Sony's. Yeah. And they do that over the course of like a day and a half rather than an entire weekend. I think places like IGN will do that if uh, these events are in the same radius of one another. They'll still do that type of thing. But I hope so. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's fun. It's fun mm. to watch. It's I think it is watch. beneficial for other companies. Like, like for this time of year for E3, it is beneficial for them to do it together because uh, for a long time when I was a kid, um, I would watch... Nintendo's that would be like my main um, hype for that, yeah. And I would stick around for um, Microsoft and Sony's, and like growing, like now I've grown up, um, you know, I'm just as excited for those conferences because I'm, you know, a customer of their products as well, and so that sort of happened just through checking out their stuff while I was waiting for something I was interested in. I feel like E3 is probably a little bit like it's good for consumerism in some ways too. Like I feel like a bit like. Benefited, uh, benefit, benefited, benefited, benefited uh, <laughs> PlayStation a lot in the generation that PS4 hit in the in the year that PS4 hit. Like that really helped. Oh, yeah. That that year was an absolute flop for Microsoft, and it made PlayStation soar like right out the gate. Mm. Um, and yeah, because they just they just made them look stupid. Yes. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like for a consume for consumerism reasons, those things are good to have because it lets us know what kind of a product we're getting, and it lets us know where uh, lets them know where they're fucking up mm. by fan reaction. 
And like, if we don't have that, we don't, because a lot of people tune in E3, even if they aren't consumers, just because it's E3, it's the biggest gaming event of the year. And, you know, everything gets announced there and it's the biggest overall conglomerative effort. Mm. Um, so not having that this year, especially coming coming into a new generation, is going to be very confusing. Yeah, it's going to it's be. It's going to be a very confusing mm. time because we're going to be hearing conflicting reports all over the place and, you know, that info is just going to, yeah, it's not going to work. That's why when Sony, because I assume Sony pulled out to go with um, their states of play in Leo of looking at Nintendo and going, oh, everybody seems to hype up these directs. Maybe we can do something similar, but obviously they haven't done as well. Yeah, I, I would imagine with on Sony's side of things, they'll be doing, they'll be doing like a, well, maybe not now, but I think their plan was to do like a more of a live show, get press and journalists there and announce the PlayStation 5 whenever whenever that's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, obviously now I highly doubt it'll be a let's get press in the same building and bring them into the same place. But um, I think like their, their state of plays, like I think they're fine, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're... They're not really. I don't want to say not good enough to like announce something like a PlayStation Four, like Five. Sorry, mm-hmm. but like whenever I watch them, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, do, like I watched the VR one. I'm like, oh, there's some. There's a couple of cool games I like to get from a VR. And um, when they did the Last of Us, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I saw some Last of Us, but there's nothing like there's there's nothing like what you get at Nintendo Direct, where like you, there's so much talk and chatter, like before, during, and after. So, yeah. I don't know. We're not, a, we're not a Sony podcast, but I'm looking forward to PlayStation 5 and Xbox regardless. Um, whether we actually get them this year, I don't know. We'll see. I really don't know. It's a bit up in the air whether we even get those consoles. But We'll see. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, so I think it was a really good decision by the ESA to cancel E3 this year. Um, it's disappointing, but there's a lot of disappointing things going on in the world at the moment yeah. with a result of this. But I want to bring it back to Nintendo, Bryce. So, obviously, we're going to get the digital event. Not much is going to change because of that. Maybe maybe there's um, some games delayed or whatever because of what's going on. But the the sort of uh, the physical appearance they did have at E3 was their tournaments and things like that, the Nintendo Treehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think this is going to look like? Are we going to see no. something similar? No, absolutely just, not. No. no. Well, obviously, absolutely not. Obviously, no physical sh- uh, um, tournaments. But what I'm saying is, what will will there be something to replace it? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. No, there will not be something to replace it. No, no. I think they'll do something online. No. Stream some thing on Twitch. No, no. <laughs> absolutely okay. not. Oh, okay. Like I, I don't want to go back into I don't, I don't want to go back into the subject, but let's put it bluntly: they're can, they're cancelling all these kinds of events around the world, whether they be whatever. You know, they played a, at, at the cricket on Friday. They played they played a game of cricket to an empty stadium. <laughs> the, nobody's making money from this because we're not they're not allowed to have those types of gatherings right now, like mm. anywhere. So yeah. but, you know, well, but if you if they tried to do something online as well, it it just does not make the money. Yeah. But I'm 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 not even saying like they have to have a tournament and stream it with no crowd or whatever. I'm just saying something as a replacement. No, <laughs> you're forgetting you're you're forgetting like a lot of people are working at home now because of this thing and all that stuff. They don't have the the manpower all in the one room to organize something that's that big. That's why they've got like you know 
the directs are the directs are a good thing and they can organize those things like from home. You know, they've just got to send a file around a bit and do some touch work and editing and all that stuff, but you can't Yeah, if it's filmed, yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of these things that are like more eventful or like these things that they're gonna try that are experimental, whatever they may be, you know, you've got the directs that would happen at the Nintendo store. Uh like people would go and watch Smash Directs and stuff like that. At the Nintendo store in NYC, mm-hmm. yeah, none of that stuff's going to happen. It, it, like we're we're pretty much on an indefinite lockdown for a while, and um, that's what I meant by like it's going to affect the game industry, not just in the grander scheme of things, but you know, in in the things that are presumably in the shadows. Um, everybody's everybody's considering working from home now um, until this thing gets something to quell it, because uh, yeah. I mean, um, just thinking about it, you know, uh, swine flu and bird flu epidemics um, a while back. Um, I don't think they were as serious as this one per se, but someone local here died of swine flu. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that was... Uh, swine flu was pretty deadly, wasn't it? It didn't um, spread quite like this, but... No, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, is that it was, uh, you know deadly to the particular people and that's the same thing with this thing yeah but this one is far worse contained so um just looking at it from that perspective like it can happen anywhere it can come at any time and the best thing is to just be safest and then you know that's probably what they're going to do they're going to work from home and when these directs are necessary that's when they'll start you know pushing on and pushing on and you know you'll have a lot of uh game developers that are putting out trailers for their game and stuff like that, but they're doing that from home and sending the files around to each other and making sure that it looks all neat and nice. And then mm. it goes to Nintendo, they'll form a direct out of it. And that's how they get their PR because they can do it completely from the comfort of a confined, isolated living uh, like living space that doesn't have to do those things. But as in terms of like making up for the tournaments and stuff like that, there's no profit in it, so there's no point um, in you know overdoing it. I guess. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. I guess we'll see what happens in the upcoming months and what uh, Nintendo and the rest of the gaming industry come up with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, more importantly, see what the world, what happens to the world? What goes on? Yeah. Yeah. So this is another uh, coronavirus story, Bryce. So this is from gamesindustry.biz. And Nintendo employees self-quarantine. Uh, the measures are taken after employee in Richmond, Washington offices test positive to, for the novel coronavirus. So Nintendo has told employees of its Redmond, Washington offices to self-quarantine after one of its workers tested positive for the novel coronavirus, according to the Hollywood Reporter. We have determined that the individual had contact with other employees and we have notified those employees to the situation. Uh all impacted employees are now self are now self quarantining, whether they are experiencing symptoms or not. The company said, "Nintendo has also given its employees throughout Washington and California the option of working from home as a result of the pandemic." Uh, the center the Centers of Disease Control reports that Washington State has seen 457 reported cases of COVID nineteen, more than any other state in the U.S. So. Um, obviously this has had a big effect on sort of, um, the Washington office at Nintendo mm-hmm. and it, it, it begs the question of how is this situation, um, people working from home and even just living in, even if they're not working from home in other 
uh, sections of Nintendo, whether it's Japan or US or whatever, how is it going to sort of affect development of the games and when we might, I guess, see announcements and release dates moved and all of that type of thing? It's sort of hard to gauge because obviously we're not in that, we're not in the industry. Yeah. But it is definitely something to keep in mind. Like, you know, game development is not going to truck along like uh, like normal, like any other industry in the world at the moment. No. Yeah. No. Um, I think I think the main thing the main thing to be aware of is that like the cycle the cycle of development will not stop turning it'll keep going as long as people can work from home so you might see delays but you won't see too many cancellations or anything like that people will still be working on it from home because at the end of the day this is people's jobs um they need to earn money from it eventually mm. uh so it's what what the questions i have and i'd love to sort of ask um, people that know, but we all know how secretive Nintendo is with its um, like people working in the treehouse, like they can't say anything whatsoever, and it's like that in other sectors of Nintendo as well. How does that work when you're forced to work at home? Are you able to just have those files as is and work on it as you would in the office, or are you more restricted, or is there just like the trust factor? It's like if you leak this or something happens it would, well, you're, to, it'd you're have gone to be, it'd have to be the trust factor because the thing yeah. is it's like places like this are closing down for weeks to months at a time so mm. they don't really have a choice they gotta work from home no. and i mean like that's the way a lot of places are operating at the moment unless your job literally requires you to be out of the house to work people are working from home because it's the safest measure yeah i'd imagine in the gaming industry if you've got a good computer at home you'll be pretty much set with a good internet speed to send files around yeah I would imagine, yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely something I've been thinking about um, as regards to just games I'm looking forward to. Not even just like, obviously, everyday life is something I'm thinking about a bit more. But <laughs> just like, mm, like that hasn't like just thinking about direct. There hasn't been a direct in the while. I think it was just left because they wanted to push Animal Crossing. Yeah. But now we might see um, a, a more of a delay on a direct just for the fact that it's harder to work on it. It's yeah. harder to get into the office to film it if it's not filmed. Um, games that were once coming out in April might not be coming out in April anymore. Like there's lots of implications of what this, you know, could mean for the House of Mario. As in Nintendo, not us. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Zelda come out at the end of the year still. Yeah, that's a th- that, that's another big thing. That is a huge game like hundreds of people are gonna be working on. Yeah. So that is that is going to be probably please, please come <laughs> in the year, please. Yeah, I need it in my life. Mm. I mean, in my life, in my life. <laughs> that was awful, Bryce. Get it? No, no, that was I'm, gonna kick, I'm gonna have to kick you off the podcast for that one. <laughs> so this is another one from Games Industry Drop Biz, Bryce, and Pokemon Go temporary uh, changes mechanics to reduce spread of COVID nineteen. We're talking a lot about COVID nineteen, despite the fact about saying we'd keep it all in one bunch. This is this is a little in one bunch. It's at the start, then we're going to the fun stuff at the end. <laughs> oh god! So basically, Bryce, they um, I'm not gonna, I don't ha- necessarily even have to read the article. They're giving you incense. They're giving for you cheap. In- they're giving you incense for one cent, thirty incense, so you don't have to leave your home. And they cancelled uh, Abra Community Day, which I was ready to go and catch some Abra, but uh. Too bad incense doesn't really do jack shit around here. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't bring in much, does it? No, no. 
No. Mm. Doesn't do jack shit for Mind us. Mind you, there's always whenever I turn on my Pokemon Go, there's always one Pokemon that spawns straight away at my house. Yeah, one. 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 But that's without an incense. So if I try an incense, Bryce, I might be might be a hot commodity. Incense used to do a lot when the game first came out. It used to pull you in about seven or eight Pokemon, no matter where you were, regardless of whatever. But if I pop an incense at home, I get nothing. And I live in town. I don't live out like in the bumfuck middle of nowhere or anything. It, they, they just don't come. Mm. So they're useless to me. <laughs> Unfortunately, because they changed the way Pokemon Go works, it's really stuffed with the mechanics in the game. And that one cent for 30, 30 instances probably still isn't worth anything to me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you live in the city, it might be good for you. No, well, I mean, I'm going to buy it. I'm, I'm sure it'll be great for you. It'll, it'll, uh, it'll pull in some stuff for me, but yeah. I don't know if it'll sort of uh, replace the experience of walking about, though, to um, find stuff, because usually you find stuff actually pretty stopped, good at the Pokestops. I actually stopped the play today. Yeah. Because I uh, saw a Charizard hatched. Oh. Yeah, I went to fight it, and I got fucking nowhere near. I'm like, oh, well, there. <laughs> what was that, a four or five star, was it? Five star red. Five star Charizard. Nice. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm not getting this, bye. Mm. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. No, it's very unfortunate, Bryce. I'm sorry, man. There's not enough people in this town to play that stupid game. <laughs> you got me. I could have helped you take down a five star. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, last time we tried to raid, I don't think we got it through quarter of a health. Mm. Yeah. I mean, regardless of the impact of incense, or whatever, it is good that at least um, Niantic are like, all right. Oh, yeah. We the- can't just have people running around playing mm. this game. We don't want to encourage anything. Yeah, as far as the spread, so it's good for yeah, it's good for people in cities where they can use that type of thing. It is. It's just not great for us. <laughs> it could be worse though. I could use it out in the yeah. farm and get literally nothing. So, yeah. uh, well, hey, I use it in town and get literally nothing. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> because what? they don't allow me to suggest poker stops, despite the fact I'm like you know, four years, four years player. If you're lucky, you might find a Rolls Bros. Yeah, right. So, all right, let's move out of uh, virus talk. Let's talk about something you might actually be a little bit excited about, Bryce. So, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, defin- <laughs> Definitive Edition, I don't know why that took so much to get out, appears on the European Switch eShop. So, after the new Animal... And uh, also, this uh, article is from Nintendo Life. Um, after the new Animal Crossing game launches next week... What's on the horizon for Nintendo? It's hard to predict. One upcoming Switch title that doesn't seem to be arriving very soon is Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, following from, uh, following on from both North American and South Korean last week, new ratings for the game have now popped up on the suite, the eShop on the Europe and and both Australia. Um, I didn't see it on the Australian eShop. There you go. Uh, this follows on from a list. Oh, I just read that. Jesus. Um, while the planned release date is still down as 2020, it seems like the game is pretty much ready to go at this point. In fact, not long ago, a Danish retailer also uh, with a known history of listing release dates ahead of schedule updated the, the game page for this title to the uh, 29th of May. So whether that's uh, that means anything at all, that could be interesting. Hope so. Um, you have your phone there, Bryce. Can you just look up what the 29th of May, what day that lands on? 29th of May. Because if that lands on a Friday for us, that could be... Well, it, it, 
In that case, it'd be a Friday for everyone, my friend. Yes. <laughs> 29th of May. Yes. Funnily enough, that's a Friday. It's a Friday. So that... That could very well be real. That could very well be real, yeah. yeah. By by anybody's logic and standard uh, who may be wondering what we're talking about, all of Nintendo's major releases land on Friday these days. Mm. Always without fail. Like Animal Crossing's a big enough example of that already. And that's coming out this week. It's on Friday. So, yeah, that could, that could very well be the real date. Yeah. And so, that's yeah. exciting because I want that game sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because obviously we don't know much about what's upcoming after Animal Crossing... Um, as far as I know, we don't have anything for April. Then if this is real, we've got something at the very end of May. <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. I want, I want that game. I want to ingest it. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll pick it up and probably add it to my backlog. Well, you still need to finish the second one yet. Yeah, I know. Not even close. <laughs> Not barely even started Bryce, let alone close. How much of a backlog do you have? You look at my shelf, but it's all digital, my friend. You can't judge me by looking at my shelf. No, I'll just <laughs> have to pick up your Switch and judge you by the console in your hands. Yeah, you will. You fake gamer. Yeah, I'm such a fake gamer. <laughs> I don't even know what video games are. Uh, what's a video game? I like watching videos and I like playing Monopoly, but what is video game? Oh, it's where you Take a video on your cell phone of you playing a game. Oh, I do enjoy using my cell phone. Anyway, <laughs> so let's Twitch. move. TV slash Dragnew <laughs> slash Dragnew. Yeah, fair enough. So this is another uh, news story from Nintendo Life, and this is all about the Mario Lego Bryce. So, f- oh god, here we so, go. So first, first of all, what do you think of the new Lego? That uh, it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, but I guess it's cool if you got a decent imagination. <laughs> okay. Oh, and look at Mario. He's like he's not even like a minifigure. He's just like this big blocky thing with a screen on him and expressive eyes. That's a little bit creepy. Yeah, and you can see his heart through his chest. Yeah, it's a bit creepy. Yeah, because when I when I first first saw it, saw the collaboration between Lego and Nintendo, what I imagined was oh, it would be so cool to get like a set like Peach's Castle or like stuff like that to build. Mm-hmm. Similar. Similar to what like a lot of uh, big nerdy Star Wars fans do, like they get the big ships, build them, and display them. Yeah, I'd love to do the same for uh, the Mushroom Kingdom or like whatever it is. So I was like, oh, cool! This I got excited about it. Um, Turns out it was not that, <laughs> but it, it seems it's more of like an interactive sort of level, as like you actually go along and play the game. Yeah. So basically, like you know, you you hit the block and a coin comes up and the idea is to get as many coins and that as possible as you go through the level. So it's very much like an interactive, it's more of a toy really. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously not for our demographic. No. Um, By no, far no. I'm a little bit disappointed because I was like, oh, I want to buy it and just build it and display it. I would just love to have like a minifigure but, set. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Just have it. Like yeah. like amiibos, it's on your shelf. It's like cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's obviously to kids that are actually going to play with it and enjoy it. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, fair so, enough in some degree. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, um, it makes but- sense too because Nintendo makes video games which is interactive, and I guess Lego's sort of thought was let's make it interactive to sort of be more in line with Mario and Nintendo as a whole. But um, w- what do you think from the perspective of a, a father who's like, oh? My kid might enjoy oh, this. I think she, w- I think she will enjoy it, and I'll probably end up with it in some facet. Yeah, because um, yeah, she uh, has she really likes Lego. 
Really likes Lego. Yeah, and this was one of those stories where like dropped straight after last episode. Yeah, like yeah, fucking kidding? Are you kidding me? (laughs) And I feel like it's going to happen again um, this week. Like, oh yeah, we record on either a Saturday, a Sunday, or a Monday. Mm -hmm. Goes up Tuesday. Yeah, and that works well for us because we get the episode out. If we if we sort of slip up on the weekend, we do have Monday. Then we've got Tuesday to put it up. Yeah. So it works well for that. And it also works well for Nintendo's release schedule. comes out Friday. We get the weekend with it and maybe Monday, a little bit Monday, and then it can go up then. So it works well for us there. But That's last right. week just really fucked us. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. It dropped like while it was uploaded, but it didn't go out to podcast services. Like yeah. it, it really did. <laughs> it just nailed us. It did. Yeah. It did. So um, this is an article from Nintendo Life. Uh, so for first Mario, Zelda and Metroid Lego wants to create more Nintendo themed sets so the article reads don't get us wrong the Super Mario Lego reveal earlier this week was great and all but where are the Legend of Zelda and the Donkey Kong sets that would be amazing um, if you if you're still imagining what else Nintendo Lego could eventually come up with good news there seems to be a real chance of it happening during a recent interview with Lego fan site the Brick Brothers uh, design manager at the Lego Creative Play Lab and digital design lead for Lego Super Mario, uh, Jonathan Benedict, was asked if Nintendo if Nintendo's other series could eventually be transformed into Lego sets. While he couldn't share any specifics, uh, he just said um, the Lego t- team was open to the idea. Um, he said they have um, a lot of very exciting IP that we might do or might not do. So actually reading that, that's like that's like such a nothing quote. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, not much of an article. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, they might do it. They might not do it. Mm, how exciting! Yeah. Um. They went on to say, "We haven't, uh, we haven't worked for." Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll go back in the article. Um, Lego apparently hasn't worked with Nintendo for the, the uh, past four years. Uh, just to release one wave either. It's going to be a long-term partnership with the Japanese game giant. We haven't worked for four years to release just one wave of products. We hope we have a long and fruitful relationship with Nintendo and their IP, and we are really looking forward to working with them long-term. So they're going to be working with Nintendo for a long time, and also it seems like they've been working like a long time just for this one collaboration as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Like obviously things don't just come out thin air. It takes a lot of meetings and signing of papers and all that stuff. But four years is a very long time just about like, all right, let's do a Mario set. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I would personally I would love to see a Legend of Zelda set. That'd be absolutely perfect. Um, for Lego. Being able to like build like your own like, maybe even Hyrule Field and even like yeah, yeah. Like Hyrule Castle and stuff like that. That'd be sick. I just want to make a giant Hyrule Castle. Mm. Twilight Princess Hyrule Castle. Yeah. Oh, That'd be so cool. And obviously, like, Metroid would be really cool. Samus's ship yeah. and everything. Yeah. Star Fox. You know, it's pretty... Get yourself a giant Metroid with, like, see-through, ble- see-through bricks. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can see, like, the core yeah. on the inside. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Nintendo worked a lot with Kinects. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about you, bros, but I loved Connects as a kid. Hmm. I thought they were a lot of fun. A lot of people like, oh, you know, hearing people like talk about this, like, oh, finally they're with like Lego, but they used to do, they used to be with, like, with these other crappy 
um, build, build it toy <clears throat> manufacturers like Connects and Megablox. I'm like, hold the phone. Connects was really cool, especially like the ones that came with like motors in that. Yeah. You could make like Ferris wheels and all this stuff. Yeah. I loved Connects, but. Connects was good. Um, t- sort of representing like Mario characters through Connects just looked weird. Yes, it does. I yeah. mean, not that Lego doesn't look weird either, but it. It looks very strange. It, it looks at, yeah. But <laughs> it almost bugs me how Mario. Looks. Mm. I wonder how much this like little tiny Mario figure is going to cost. Because obviously like, it's got it's probably got like thirty or forty bucks just for the finger itself. It's got like Bluetooth and everything. Like, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, do you think it will end up with this for yourself or for a kid? Or no, Evie will probably want it. Mm. No doubt, it's like a two 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 of her favorite things mixed together. Big fan of Lego, is she? She loves Lego. She watches right. the Lego movie too. She could watch the oh, Lego movie right. too, like yeah. all day. We talked about that last time. You got the Lego, Lego movie two game, game for your kid, yeah. yeah. Because she fucking loves the shit out of it. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. There you go. You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just going through the news stories here. So this one's from my Nintendo News, and it reads: uh, Nintendo is working hard to keep secure. To hard to secure more units of Ring Fit Adventure for retail. So, um, the article reads, um, if you've yet to purchase the excellent Ring Fit Adventure for Nintendo Switch and you have actively been looking for a company, uh, for a copy, for a company, for a company, <laughs> uh, you would have noticed that the stock is extremely rare. Uh, Polygon contacted Nintendo of America to find out what it what the company is planning to do about this. The company says that they are working hard to ensure that more units are on shelves and they apologize for the inconvenience to customers looking to purchase. It's not clear when stock will be readily available. So basically they're having, they're having trouble sort of bringing it to retail. It's sort of a lot of it's because of um, the game's been going well, obviously, with all this coronavirus stuff and the, the accessories and all of that. Um, it's been hard to get your hands on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Uh, when they first announced this game, it's not it's not one of those titles you would have expected it to be a... A big success. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's really blowing up. Mm. And yeah. I'm, actually, I'm actually more interested in it now after reading just like uh, people's success stories, just like, you know sort of just dedicating each each day to like an hour or two of ring fit mm. and like actually enjoying their gameplay experience while also losing, you know, losing a bit of weight and sort of just doing genuinely better for themselves. It makes me go, hmm, maybe I should try that because yeah. uh, don't get much exercise otherwise. Yeah, because it was, it was one of those games where they announced it and I was like, oh, okay oh, then. It's, yeah. no, it was, it's good they're doing that again. Cool. Yeah. And like hearing people talk about it on other podcasts and just even Seamus bought it the other day and he was talking about it when he came on. I'm like, huh, it actually, sound, it actually sounds like fun. And it'll probably like for me, you know, I do I, I do a lot of cardio at soccer and works physical and all of that stuff. So I get like my fitness and whatever elsewhere. But um, how it would really benefit me is just like through the arms and the core doing like sort of the more yoga exercises. Yeah. And having it like, looking at the TV and actually you're thinking, all right, I've got to beat this monster. Like you're doing like your crunches and stuff, like stuff like I really hate doing. Yeah. Like yeah. that is not fun. I, I love running, but I don't want to get on the ground and do sit-ups and no, yeah. like do that pose where you, like you hold yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No fun, but maybe uh, maybe we should get ring fit and actually give it a go, Bryce. I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah. I am actually thinking about it. We'll see. Yeah. So it's one of those things that like blew up afterwards and 
instead of getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is the big news story we missed last week. So this is also from My Nintendo News and Reggie Fils-Aimé to join GameStop's board of directors. Yes, he did. So GameStop has announced that former Nintendo of America's president, Reggie Fils-Aimé, is joining GameStop's board of directors. Mr. Fils-Aimé's job will be to turn around the company's fortunes, which is clearly a huge challenge. Uh, Reggie joins Bill Simon and J.K. Um, Simak. Um, the board... The board refreshment and governance enhancements announced today <laughs> represent an important milestone in GameStop's transformation as we continue to evolve the company's business strategy for the long-term success. GameStop Chief Executive uh, George Sherman said, We are pleased to welcome Reggie, Bill and JK to the board. They are uh, each highly qualified and bring significant relevance, a relevant experience to our turnaround. We look forward to immediately benefiting from the expertise and perspectives as we navigate the evolving gaming and retail envi- environments, uh, uh, execute on our strategies, our strategic initiatives, and prepare the company to maximize value creation associated with the next generation of console launches later this year. So, when you first saw this news, Bryce, what were you thinking? Were you like, huh? I really hope that Reggie kicks the entire board up the arse and puts them into gear because GameStop and, by extension, EB Games have been in a very greedy spot for many years. And uh, to me, for the most part, apart from the fact that I pre-order from them from time to time and I know that I'm not losing much value at the time, don't go. (laughs) Because... I can go across the other side of the mall and find whatever I'm looking for usually cheaper. And it's usually like, you know, you go over there or something. I'm like, I want to pick up a game that's like six months old. I'm like, oh, like near, for example. I already got it on PC, but I wanted to play it on PS4. It's like, yeah, you know, 30 bucks. Or do I go over to EB Games and pay full price for it? 80 bucks. Yeah. Like, why? And unfortunately, that is just something that they do. And even just going... Like Nintendo games, which are infamously, you know, they they don't lower in price much. But if you go over to Big W, you can find games on Switch that are relatively cheap. Even if you're just like, oh, I don't have anything for my Switch. I need something to play on it. What can I pick up? It's like, oh, well, you can pick up Monopoly for twenty five bucks. <laughs> you know, you can you can pick Thank up God. Uh, you can pick up uh, my uh, Mario Plus Rabbids for twenty bucks or. You know, you can pick up Pokken Tournament for 50 or, you know, just little things like that, which if you go over to EB Games, they're full price. Mm. Like, why? The the kick the kick in the ass that EB, EB Games and GameStop need as specialty stores is they should be offering the best because that is the product, <laughs> you know? That that is that is what they're there for. Whereas if you go over to Big W and like they're selling everything for cheaper, even though that's not their market, you know, they just have those there as a courtesy almost because if they've got an electronics section, why not? Mm. Like, why why is EB Games worse on price if it if that's what it specialises in is games? Yeah. And we uh, and we take our games there, we trade them in for dirt cheap. They're obviously making a shit ton of money off them. You know, why? Yeah. I definitely get your point, but the reason they can't um sell them for the same price like a big W or a Target or whatever is just like they buy the games in like just huge quantities, so they pay less for each copy. 
rather when EB Games, it's like small stores, it's more specialized. So they're paying more per game or per pallet or whatever. Okay, but so they have to charge more. But by charging more, they're also losing customers. So it's 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 literally a double edged sword. If people were going there for their video games and they were charging similar prices, mm. they would it's, probably they'd be, yeah. they'd probably be making more money out of it in the yeah. end because they would have more customers. Exclusively being a game store, though, it is harder to be competitive with these stores. And the reward system's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it is garbage. Like I get points. I don't even know what they do. I, I they do nothing. I I am I haven't checked in a while, but last time I checked, out of seven thousand customers of our EB game store, I'm near the top 50 of spenders in that in that store. Mm. The top 50. And that's only because I buy my consoles from there and stuff, you know, primarily. I don't go over to Big W and all that because I know typically what happens on launch day is people are fucking, you know, People are fucking. Yeah, in, in the aisles. <laughs> oh, so you don't want to go there. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're, they're lining up and, you know, they're trying to get in because that's where they're cheapest. And to be honest, I just want to get in and get out with my console. I've put money away for it all year a little bit extra fine and having a specialty game store for the the things that don't turn up on big W shelves is a good thing. So if I spend a bit of money there, they stay in business. That's fine. Mm. You know? And that is why I'm one of the biggest spenders in that store. But like at the same time, uh, holy shit, I should not be paying $80 for a game that is three years old on their shelves. That is stupid. And there's absolutely no reason that should be their policy. Yeah. Well, EB Games is the only, well, in Australia, it's the only uh, store I see $9.99, like... $99 prices? Yeah, put on a game. Yeah. Whereas, like, all the other places just like, nah, that's... We're not doing that. No, because mm. they don't sell anything that way. And that's exactly why they're struggling. And that's exactly why GameStop in America is struggling. Because at the current stage, you can go on digital stores, pre-order and get 10% off on there and you don't even have to fucking leave your house. Yeah. So that's, that's the biggest competition they got. Yeah. Like digital, like... It, I need buy, people to have a reason yeah. to go and go buy them. I, I buy my games digitally, so that means I don't go into their shop to um, buy the game. I don't have any secondhand copies to trade back to them for them to spin for a better price. And it's sort of... What they're trying in America in GameStops is basically... Um, they're doing like a whole host of different trials. They're, like trying, they're, they're, in some stores, they're trying like more retro sort of approach. They can buy retro consoles and games. Other places are setting up like gaming lounges so you can come, pay some money, use their TVs and play games. Others are doing like a hybrid. Others are concentrating more on like the pop culture sort of merchandise like you see um, with Zing in Australia. Yeah. Like half the store is Zing, half the store is, you know, EB Games. Yeah. So they're trying like a whole heap of different things and um, obviously none of it's really working, especially on the lead up to people embracing digital because especially with the next consoles, with um, it, like say you got your Switch, it's easier just to download the games and have them to your SD card. You never have to swap anything out. If you want to play Mario Kart, then you're like, oh, let's play Jackbox. You just, it's bam, straight to it. Oh, let's play Smash. Bam, straight to it. Uh, I, I want to check my town in Animal Crossing. Bam, straight to it. I'm just, I'm just going to hold you there for a second. I think that's great for Switch, but it's not proving to be good as we go on with other consoles because data's not cheap. No, definitely not. So, but, but with with Xbox, like for example, with Game Pass, you're you're downloading all of those games. You've got a huge library. You're downloading. You're less inclined to go to a GameStop and be like, oh, I'm bored this weekend. What am I going to play? You've you've you might have your subscription, or you might decide to get your subscription. You download your games. 
Um, you've got you know your backwards compatibility where you have the whole library just able to be downloaded. And if you've, I guess uh, that that is one aspect. You could get your Xbox 360 discs from GameSpot, not GameSpot, GameStop, and put them into your console. But oh, cool. Um, yeah, but um, so basically, back to Reggie. They sort of, I guess, they're uh, he's on the board to sort of throw ideas. It's 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 definitely not like a full time job or anything for him. Um, but what was interesting, I was listening to him talk. I forgot what the podcast was called, but it was um it was the Cornell podcast for the uh, the university he's at. Okay. Or the, not the university, <laughs> but it was it is university, but it was college. College. Yeah, college. Um, and hearing him talk on that podcast, he he has like a huge passion just for the business side of things. He talked about his uh, experience at um, Pizza Hut with the Bigfoot pizza and how Pizza Hut used to be known for uh, a better quality pizza. Mm-hmm. If you went to Pizza Hut, you know you're getting a nice, a nice pizza, rich pizza. Yeah. But with the Bigfoot, they lowered the price. So in they basically lowered the price of the cheese, the sauce, the meat, and everything to compete with some of these other pizza chains coming up. And that was uh, that was one of the decisions he made to be like, all right, we need to compete. So they sort of did that, and that was a business decision that sort of made Pizza Hut continue um, its life cycle. And obviously, we know the story at Nintendo how you know he came in and sort of made made his name made a bit more, um, or made Nintendo's name be sort of more in line with not just family friendly, but also other stuff like in the age of the GameCube, you know, Metroid Prime and all this and how it was marketed mm. and obviously going on with the Wii and everything. And he just has a, like a real passion for trying to f- fix business problems. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So just jumping, j- being on the board, throwing ideas about, you know, probably getting a very nice paycheck um, while he's at it. Um, yeah. It was, it's interesting just to, just to see him, um, see, see what happens. Mm. See what happens with um, GameSpot. Not, not GameSpot, fucking Jesus. GameStop. Yes, stop. Yes. Um, and I hope it works because I don't... As as many things we've got to say about EB Games, like I don't want to see it go. No. I'll, the the day EB Games closes in Mount Gambia, I'll be like pretty upset. Yeah, because we already have hardly enough places to buy video games from now because... Big Dubby's Target, the only one. Target's gone. Uh, Kmart doesn't do them anymore because they weren't earning enough money off of them. Yeah. Uh, Big W is the only one. Uh, actually, no, Harvey Norman do as well, but their game section is absolutely abysmal. Um, yeah, that doesn't count. No. <laughs> no. And, um, yeah, that leaves EB Games. And the thing is, is as long as EB Games has been in the mount, there has always been, like, those select few people running it pretty much all the way until today. Um, yeah, yeah. Tia and uh, John, I believe his name is. I don't know the names, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that's their names. They they know me by name now. Mm. They don't they don't ever say, "Oh, hey, Bryce" or anything like that. But when I go in there, they're like, "All right, I know exactly who you are. Here's your EB card. <laughs> you come in here all the time. I know you." Yeah. Right. And they they run a pretty good store. They do a good job. They do a good job. But the only thing that sucks with EB Games as a business is that the price thing is an absolute pain in the ass. The thing I've been happy with the most these days was. Um, their new policy on trade-ins, which is um, if you trade in a game, right, to get store credit, whatever it may be, and um, you purchase up and buy a new game with that, but then you decide down the line in three months' time, you're like, oh, I really wish I didn't sell that game. You can actually go back in. You can repurchase that same game for the same amount you sold it. 
Right. Yeah. Which is awesome. That yeah, is nice. an absolutely fantastic way for people to sort of go in, get a new game, and then have a no regrets purchase. You know? Because we we've all done it. Oh, we've absolutely done it. Yeah. I um this wasn't at AB Games, this was at the Game Traders. Uh, wasn't game Into traders games. into games. Um, it was a, a local shop. Yep. And I uh, I traded in three DS games. One was a Need for Speed game, which is pretty ordinary. Um, can't remember the other one, but one of them was Mario and Luigi's Partners in Time. <sighs> I traded that in because I finished it, and that game has like no end game content or anything. So no, it doesn't. No. And as as a but kid, it's an awesome game. It's is it all, yeah, it's a fantastic game, and it's one of my favorites. And uh, I traded it in just to, like oh money for the next thing because money's scarce when you're a kid. Mm. Um, yeah. And that was, that's one of the biggest regrets I've had as far as tradings go. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now, like um, as far as systems that I collect games for DS is one of them. Yeah. And I don't have, I don't have that game and that game is expensive now. It is. Yeah. It's not cheap. It'd be like, if you get it for 50 bucks, you'd be going well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's a freaking good game. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with its sequel too, Bowser's Inside Story. That game was only, I think it was only... It was very limitedly printed. Yeah, it was like a month most. I can't believe how quick it was because when it came out, I was like, all right, I'll buy that when I've got the money. Yep. Had the money. Never bought it. It was gone. It was gone. Yeah. It was so quick. Yeah. And I didn't want the European... I didn't want like the European box because they come in like the big, thick... Big, thick bastards, yeah. Yeah, they look gross and the American one. Yeah, that was before like I could import stuff. I didn't have a credit card and stuff, so... Yeah. Yeah, so, man. So, good on you, Reggie. Hope you turn some stuff around. Yeah, please, Reggie. Please. Love God, Reggie. <laughs> save they, they save need them. To, they need to compete. Because I, look, I, one last thing before we end this off, what I was saying before was that it's great for the Switch that, you know, you can buy everything digitally and everything sort of fits on the one card. But games on those two new consoles are not going to be that easy. <laughs> Because data's not cheap, you know, you might have two terabyte in a console, but that, does, that doesn't really matter when your games are going to be anywhere from 120 to 200 gig, which they already are. Yeah, I know. On they're, those things. They're big boys. Call of Duty Modern Warfare at the moment, now that it's got a battle royale in it, is like 200 gigabyte. Yeah. That, and- takes out, that takes out a quarter of my computer's hard drive. <laughs> and to be completely honest, I'm about to uninstall it if it gets any bigger. It's. I had a 90 gig update the other day. 90. Just an update even. Yeah. That's just an update. And that was for, you know, general balance patching and the battle royale. Uh, right. That is absolutely insane. And, you know, that's where physical copies are going to sort of come back into the into the light because we've had a pretty good generation where it's just like, well, all our internet's upgraded now. Our storage is cheaper now. We're at this point, but now games are like triple in size when we've only doubled storage size mm. and download times are not getting any faster than what they were before. So now will be the time to buy physical again for yeah. those consoles. Yeah, I, for, for those consoles, definitely. Obviously, for the Switch, you don't need to, uh, yeah. which I agree. Yeah, obviously, with Switch, the cards can only hold so much anyway. So, yeah, yeah. but you can swap, you can swap out cards like it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, even then, um, I, the games in general are just smaller, so it's not so hard to sort of just back out, delete something, you know. Yeah, yeah, re-download it, whatever, yeah. But these next consoles, it's not going to be that easy. So now is probably the time for physical copies to arise again. Yeah. The, the only problem with it on um, Xbox and PlayStation is like you put on that disc, 
And that installs your hard drive anyway. I mean, yes, it so does. It'll take up room. Then you have to download that probably that probably ninety gig update well, anyway. I mean, it depends on how the next consoles handle discs. Mm. Um, I think they'll. I think they'll be pretty much the same. They'll go to the hard drive because uh, with the PlayStation Four, uh, yeah, PlayStation you- Five, it uses the brand new SSD or whatever for loading times. So that, that game will want to be on the hard drive. But it won't be booting off the disc. Not all games will utilize that to 100% efficiency though. Like the thing is, is they're going to be utilizing the SSD and the disc to load data at the same time. Yeah. So, so hopefully it takes a bit of the load off the hard drive. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise, you know, hopefully. Hard drives, if hard drives start dying in the first year, those consoles are dead. We need to have a bigger talk, a broader talk about this down the line. But yeah. um, it, it is it is a case of like, because of the way that things have spread out and become a thing, you know, data's tripled, but, you know, what I said before. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it is probably the time for physical copies to rise up again, but for GameStop to take advantage of that, they really need to get in on it now and start setting up strategies to sell those physical copies. Be like, don't want to wait for a download? Just come here and buy it. Literally just can't, yeah. And they need to start doing midnight launches all over again and all that stuff. Yes, yes. And that is a huge problem down here. That is something they could, like EB Games here, could really capitalize on. I don't know whether it's the mall's rules or whatever, but they are really, you know, losing potential revenue by not doing those things. Yeah, it depends too. Because like, for example, if they said, oh, midnight launch for Animal Crossing. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying stuff like that is going to do it, but stuff like Call of Duty and stuff like that, stuff they've historically done launches for, they've just stopped doing. And to be completely honest with you, they really should keep doing it because those people will go down there to get their quick copy of Call of Duty to go home, play it. Yeah, you know, I do agree with you, but there's obviously some... I think just just financially, just paying staff probably at those hours and maybe. running the store and none of that probably would not be worth it. Maybe I would assume so. Maybe not in revenue costs, but for the sake of store reputation, it's absolutely boundless in how beneficial it is. Oh yeah, that's why other stores around the the country still do it. Yeah, especially especially if um in the US, they're sort of trying to make it into like a community hub. Yeah. Like, yeah, just stuff like that will go a long way. That's right. Yeah. If they can break even on Call of Duty for launch night, then make their money selling copies the rest of the week and also getting people in there and doing trading cards and all that and spending money and buying stuff, like, that is something to look at, yeah. I still remember the night I went up there and picked up Modern Warfare at midnight. Mm. Like, I drove up in thunderstorms to go there. Oh, Jesus. I drove up in thunderstorms to go up there, pick up the game. I could have downloaded it at home if I wanted to, but I didn't. I went up there, drove up, got the game. You know, we sat there. There was there was some pizza on the table. There was some energy drinks. There was some mini games to play that we were just, you know, chucking a ball in a hoop. I got Jade a little Simba hat thing. Oh, yeah. And it was good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah it sounds fun. Like, But, like, even in 2017, there wasn't a... There wasn't a midnight launch for the Switch, for example. No. And there was a good lineup when we were there, wasn't there? Shit, yes. Yeah, like it was a very in-demand console. Yeah. And like everybody everybody else around the country was having a... Was I, I, remember, I remember we were like, maybe we should just go to fucking Barry. It's like three hours away. Oh, that's away. right, because they were having one. Yeah. We were like, oh, yes, because we had there was a big list and that was one of the only stores that wasn't. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. we, were, and we were like, maybe we should just go to fucking Barry to pick up our consoles. Go pre-order it at Barry e- for Barry EB Games and go pick it up there. Because how far away is Because at least then so we would have it in midnight. It's like three hours away from us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, three hours. So if we left at, you know, 8.30, got there and then came back home, we'd be playing our Switches at 3 a.m. anyway. And that's still <laughs> six hours earlier than what the EB Games was open, which opens at nine o'clock. And then we still have to drive an hour back. So that's seven hours. 
Yeah. Now, <laughs> you, I know people out there like, oh, boys, that's a bit ridiculous. Why would you go that far and just want to get six hours? But you got to understand. It's an event. you got to understand. We were shaking. We wanted our Switch. It's, it's an event. We were excited. It, it's, it's not even just that too, but it, it's, it's a whole event. And it's the same thing when we're talking about E3 or something like that. It's just that time of year or that time of a decade even where it's just like, holy crap, this is our video gaming for the next, you know, five to seven years. This is big. Yeah. You know? And it, it was the same with the Wii U. It's just unfortunate the Wii U flopped no, nuts. Right. Yeah. It, it flopped nuts. They didn't do a midnight launch for the Wii U, did they? No. <laughs> but How many yeah. people were at EB Games to pick up their pre-order when you got yours? There was like none. There was like three, including yeah, you. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty because what I did is uh, at the time Kmart had the Wii U for fifty dollars cheaper than what EB Games had it, and I rang up EB Games said, "Hey, will you guys price match the Wii U with uh, Kmart?" And they said, "No." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like "Okay." So okay. So I went. I just walked past, got my uh, pre-order, got my uh, copy, or got the console from Kmart. Walked back saying, oh, can I cancel it and just pick up my controller? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I felt really bad doing that, but my, my 50 bucks difference, guys, I can't. Yeah, that's a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit silly. That's a game, man. Yeah, that is literally a game. And I know that wasn't much at the time, actually out on the Wii U, but it was yeah. still a game. I still remember picking up my 3DS and being like, well, you know, 350 bucks, holy shit. And then, you know, a mm. year later, they were like, oh, better cut this thing by 100 bucks. It's not Slash it by so 100. Well. Yeah. And holy shit, it was, it was like, wow, I feel like a chump now. Holy shit. And then they were like, yeah, hey, here's free, 10 free exclusive Game Boy Advance games. I'm like, oh, uh-huh, yeah. It worked. They got it. it. it they worked. got us. And, and, and hey, I was fine by yeah. that. I got exclusive, exclusive Game Boy Advance games. I wasn't complaining. No. No way. And I still, I've still got them on my 3DS somewhere. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I do too. It's good. It's good. So good. Yeah. So this is a story from games, gamesindustry.bizpricing. I'm guessing we're going to fill out the rest of this episode with the just news. Yeah, there's a fair bit, eh? So gamesindustry.biz says uh, Nintendo wins patent dispute against Game Vice. Do you remember Game Vice? Um, or with their shitty, Was that the shitty Switch knockoff? Yeah, basically it's like the things you put on the side yeah. of your uh, yeah. phone. And everybody was like, what the fuck? It's like, guys, calm down. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking a bit too much, yeah. So Nintendo has been triumphant in defeating uh, itself, uh, defending itself. Defeating itself. <laughs> yeah, defeating itself uh, against claims that uh, the Switch's Joy-Con controllers infringe on patents owned by GameVice. The mobile accessories firm filed a lawsuit back uh, against Nintendo back in 2018. Uh, claiming that the console hybrid copies ideas from its own detachable controllers for smartphones and tablets. However, the the patent uh, trial and uh, appeal board um, has invalidated all all 19 of GameVice's claims against Nintendo, according to according to Law 360. Uh, GameVice does not contest Nintendo's showing that these. Uh, dependent claims are um, unpaintable, nor does GameVice offer any other argument or evidence in support of uh, paintability, the board says. They probably can't afford it. No. <laughs> this was the second time GameVice had taken legal action against Nintendo following an investigation by the International Trade Commission. However, this was closed in October 2019 after Nintendo was cleared of infringement. GameVice is appealing this decision. They literally just want money, don't they? 
Mm. Like I remember um, YouTube has actually approached these guys on this and um, they went and they're like, oh, bro, can I have a look and whatever? And, you know, they made, they played around with it and they were just like, so why are you, in, why are you trying to take Nintendo to court? It's not the same thing. And then they were literally, they were literally like, give me that, go away. They were like angry oh, that's about right. it. Yeah, they were like, yeah. they were like really yeah. shitty about it. And they were super shitty about it. And it's just like, well, it's like, no, it's not the same thing at the end of the day. Like, Nintendo uses their own proprietary hardware to run this shit. It's not for your Android business. Mm. You literally have your own business for Android controllers. It doesn't infringe yeah. on you at all. It seems to be the bit Nintendo is, like, painted and uh, really sort of tries to protect is, like, the rail system on the Switch. Yes. That's what they sort of paint. And what it is is, like, it's their idea that how it locks into place, how... Um, it connects how the power is transferred between the both the controllers at once. Yeah. And it's just completely different to this thing that just a phone slips into and it's still Bluetooth. Yes. Yeah. It hasn't hasn't copied any of these connection ID ideas the, That's the thing Joy-Cons Bluetooth, are using. Bluetooth is not a patent. Yeah, exactly. Like you it's know, yeah. everything has fucking Bluetooth. Everything. Yeah. You know? And like there's there's a lot more mobile companies that are making these sort of accessories for mobile phones as well. Yeah, shit. Like, it's yeah. not just Nintendo making their own console. It's just other things. Like you go into an Apple store, and there's there's heaps of them. Do you there's- think maybe that they were trying to like solidate money off of um, the fact that you know, oh, it's a similar enough idea to us uh, that we can sort of just take take away from them and you know, go, ah, oh, yeah, we got some money out of Nintendo, which obviously was going to affect the shit out of Nintendo if it went through and they passed and they won. Mm. Um, but you know. Real in reality, a lot of people these days that do buy gaming controllers for mobile, um, at least e- even in my experience as of recently, I've literally just bought a mount for my PlayStation Four controller, and I yeah. just use my PlayStation Four controller because now they now Xbox and PlayStation Four controllers work on Android and Apple. Yeah, like I literally buy a twenty dollar mount. I don't have to buy another one hundred dollar controller. No, and. The benefit to that is I'm sure your PlayStation controller feels a million times better than, than one of them a game device. Fucking, yes. Yeah, because like none of them feel nice. No. Like, like in the Apple Store, I was playing with uh, one, and like the sticks, like the amount of travel on them is just huge. Yeah, like they tilt like so much. Like it's is yeah, they they don't feel nice compared to what you're used to playing on the on know, an the, actual controller. The, the major three uh, controllers. Um, and I mean, I've been using using the PlayStation controller at home on that with the phone on the mount. And uh, playing games off Steam Link, so from my computer to my phone, mm. and it's been perfect. It's been fine, like no arguments whatsoever. So that could be a business killer for them of people literally just make, buying mounts for these controllers where they don't have to, you know, invest a shit ton of money just making this thing work. They can just use what they've got at home with a mount. Mm. Um, it's a it's a dying business for them. Yeah, just back to your question of like. Like, what, why do you think they sort of um, went after Nintendo? I would be interested whether it's like they actually saw it and went, hey, this is... This is our idea. This is our idea. Or they just saw it and go, hey, we've actually got a case where we could get a bit of money out of Nintendo. And like... That's just what it strikes me as. It's the same thing. Um, was it with the Wiimote? Yeah. When that case was going the down? The technology behind it. And that, that, that actually... Um, Nintendo lost. Yeah, I know they lost Yeah. That. But at the same time, like it just feels like they were chasing because the case was not for like years and years after the Wiimote. 
Oh yeah, it was like in the Wii U days. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. And like, is that literally just like they looked at it and they're like, "All right, we're going to chase them down." Like after seven years, they're like, "We really need the money." Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember like when that case was filed or anything. But yeah, it it got it got yeah finished up a lot <laughs> a lot after the Wii. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just uh, crazy. But um, yeah, it's good to see Nintendo came out on top. I guess. Oh, well, yeah, they didn't deserve this one. I don't, I don't know how much they deserve the Wiimote one, but they definitely didn't deserve this one. This one was a completely different case. It's not like that Nintendo was going off after their market in mobile phone gaming. Yeah. No, it was their own proprietary hardware they were using for their own proprietary hardware. Yeah, it's not like another accessory if it's going to be compatible with the same the phones they're going after. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those controllers don't even, like Switch controllers don't even work with Android phones, mm. as far as I know, at least not without some serious tinkering, so... Yeah, mm. yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, they didn't deserve to lose, and they didn't lose. No. All right, Bryce. That's uh, all the news. Holy crap! Holy, Holy crap. crap! So, Bryce, if you want to bring up that web page I sent you, all right, we'll talk about that real quick. Well, we've got a bit to talk about yet, Bryce. We've got a bit to talk about yet, mate. Jesus Christ! I'm, keep, I'm keeping you here for a while. It's an hour and thirty-six minutes, man. Holy crap! Let's go. Ross, we're having a good time here. So this is brought to you by Vooks.net. So this is the new releases on the Nintendo eShop in Australia. Okay. So if you're in... You, oh, so you, you start off, Ross. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, a Street Cat's Tale by CFK. We have... Uh, yeah. uh, so we'll take it in turns. Is that all right? Yeah. Um, Alder's Blood. Alder's Blood from No, Gra- no Gravity Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Arcade Archives, Kiki Kakai uh, by Hamster. Uh, we've got Brotherhood United. I'm not going to say the names of all the studios. It's just... <laughs> Give it, fine, I'll say them. Celestia Games. Oh. Uh, Dead or School by Marvelous Europe. Half Past Fate by Way Down Deep. Hidden in Plain Sight by Adam Sprague Games. Uh, Invento by uh, Seven Levels. I missed one. Hidden Through Time by Crazy Monkey. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jump Step Step by Hidden Trap. My Hero One's Justice 2 by Bandai Namco and subsequently My Hero One's <laughs> Justice 2 Deluxe Edition by Bandai Namco. Yeah, thank you. I didn't want to have to read that out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mystic Veil by Nomad Games. Uh, Neon City Riders by Bromeo. Nin Nin Days by Curity. Uh, create, I would oh. say. So it's supposed to be Create, but it's with a Q-U. All right, there you go. Create, yeah. It's uh, way too smart for my dumb brain to comprehend. <laughs> well, I, I was looking at it earlier and thinking, uh, create. Ah, oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> um, Overpass by Nacon. Poly Puzzle by Forever Entertainment. Uh, Rack and Ruin by Secret Item Games. Rainbows, Toilets, and Unicorns by Fantastico Studio. Uh, Round Guard by Quantum Astrophysicist Guild. Shadows by Ultimate Games. Super Destronaut Land Wars by Rattalika Games. There you go. That one was hard to say. <laughs> Cider Reloaded by Studio Evil. Talisman Digital Edition by No Bad Games. Uh, Translation. Translation. Yeah, I think you need a translation after what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> by uh, Baltero Games. And Video Poker at Aces Casino Digital Game Group. <laughs> My digital game group. Holy crap. <laughs> what? 
And uh, Yoga Master by My World. My World. My World. My so, world. Bryce, pick a game and we'll read out the description. Crap, none of them, absolutely. Yeah, none really stand out to me. No. But I'm going to go for Nin Nin Days. So, I'll click yeah. on that. Wait for it to load up. What are you going to go for? Dead, you know or s- dead or school, why not? Well, Nin Nin Days looks a bit sexy. Jesus. <laughs> Look at this picture. Oh, crap. It's a girl just with uh, not much on. Uh, yes. Yes, it does. So, yeah. in this romantic adventure game set in Akihabara, you'll laugh and you'll cry over the entertaining lifestyle of a slightly erotic female ninja and the main character's uh, Koba Hateration. So, what? So, the story. So, it just says story. Um, known, known as only as ninja, these mysterious mercenaries have worked in the shadows of history f- from ages past oh, there's like a dot on my screen I thought it was a dot, a dot point. <laughs> uh, dealing in espionage secret plots and assassination the ninja brought posterity to uh, Dominio and uh, feudal fed, uh, federal lords from the shadows feudal lords in the village of their ancestors ninja continue to Continuing to leave for training, as is tradition. However, due to a lack of requests for work, the village has be- become nothing but a small gathering of houses in the mountains. From this village that um, Samari was commanded to leave, uh, with orders to train in the city by her father, the village chief. So that sounds very exciting, Bros. Holy crap. What <laughs> so looking at some screenshots... I mean, the art looks pretty, but it's. I think it's like a... It's probably a visual novel. It looks like a visual novel. It's got like the text and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the art looks pretty. If you're into like anime and big boobs, I guess uh, $9.90, you'll get you that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what are you going for? Dead or school. All right. Hit us up. All right, man. I'll bring it up. Hang on. There we go. Took ages to come up. So... Almost a similar thing, but I suppose I don't expect. I I suppose I don't almost expect anything different from marvelous entertainment. It's a good day for weebs. Good week for weebs. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. Um, join Hisako and fight hordes of undead to defend a right to a normal school life in the two point five D zombie infested adventure. Dead or school. Join Hisako's fight for survival against a zombie infestation overrunning Tokyo and defend her right to a normal school life in this fast-paced 2.5D adventure. Forced into isolation underground by the zombie apocalypse. Jesus, that's hard to say fast. Uh, Hisako has little understanding of the world above. After hearing stories about schools above ground, Hisako dons her grandmother's school uniform and takes up arms against the undead horde with one goal in mind, to become a schoolgirl. Of course. Travel across Tokyo visiting iconic locations such as Shinjuku, uh, Asakusa, and Roppongi using the subway system and take on gruesome bosses uh, in both close quarters and rage combat. Upgrade Hisako's weapons and abilities for even more destructive force and find collectibles that will reveal the truth behind the zombie apocalypse. Will Hisako be able to find salvation at school or is the world just dead? Find out in dead or school. Fantastic. It is 2.9 gigabytes. It is for the Nintendo Switch and it is one player. Oh, how much did that bad boy cost? $45. Oh, apparently. What do the screenshots look like? It's worth $45 bucks for you? Uh, it, it's a 2.5D scroller with some uh, 
with some visual novel elements by the looks, and it just looks like a scrolling beat-em-up. Okay. It doesn't look that bad. So if you want to be a schoolgirl, that is the game for you. Yeah, there's that, yeah. And then if you want to apparently don your grandmother's school uniform. <laughs> <laughs> your grandmother's school uniform. Yeah, yeah. that's what it said, yeah. yeah now, now think about that, it's even weirder. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, like, it's the typical, like, anime school uniform where you're just like, oh, you know, so it must be set pretty far in the future if it's, a, you know, it's a grandmother's school uniform. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it would be. It's a bit, a bit revealing. Well, I didn't say it actually, it was, but it was I assume ripped. it was. It was all ripped and oh, whatever. No. But like I said, I, I don't think I expected much different from Marvelous, I guess. Yeah. No. no. Marvelous. Just that's, that's marvelous. Marvelous. So, Bryce, I don't want to keep you here too much longer, but we're going to go to Reggie's rec room just for a sec. I know he's busy at GameSpot, but he's just... He's, he's I was going to say, he's yeah, he's, we're kind of going to serve our own drinks if we go in there. I said GameSpot again. He's, he's uh, come from GameStop... <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it so often. Usually I'm not so bad at it, but oh boy! All right, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. I didn't even have an article from him this this week, so I kind of uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's jump into the room, bro. Let's see what's going on. Hi, Nintendo, Hi, Nintendo fans. fans. Reggie here. Reggie here. Thank you for your never-ending support. You reckon it, mate? Look, he's not here. I'm trying to fill in. He's right okay. there. You're acting like he's not there, and he's just like right there. <laughs> You know how rude that is? You know how rude that is? Speaking he's, over Reggie? He's a GameSpot, remember? <laughs> he's executive editor at GameSpot. <laughs> he's just there typing on his computer like, Oh, this Nintendo game is very good. Oh. <laughs> yes, Nintendo. I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you give Star Fox Zero such a bad score? That game was great. No, great game. Great game. Were you GamePad? We didn't sell those, as many units as we wanted to. <laughs> Would have been nicer to sell more. All right, Reggie, we love you. <laughs> we do love you, Reggie. All right, so in a few days, Bryce, Animal Crossing New Horizons is coming out on Nintendo Switch. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. I am correct. It's a couple of days away. Hmm. Yeah. So we're recording this on a Monday when we're sort of waiting for the Friday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday. Yeah. So yeah, three days, three days to wait. So I'm just let's talk about sort of our history with the series, like whoever, however sort of light it is or heavy it is. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you sort of um, how do you see the series, and what was one of your first Animal Crossing games? The first one I personally owned, or the first one I personally played. Bit of both. Bit of both. Okay. Well, we. As a friend group, we all discovered Animal Crossing at the same time, literally. Like, you know, obviously uh, animal, the, the first Animal Crossing was on 64 in Japan, did not happen here. Yeah, because we didn't get the uh, N64 DD. No. So, um, yeah. And then it happened on the GameCube. And that was, you know, sort of like a grey area for most Australia, I'd, I'd like to think. I don't know a shit ton of people that owned GameCube. I knew enough. Uh, I knew like literally a handful of people with a GameCube. Yeah, but so many more with the PS2. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. That's at, at the end of the day, and that's where you got to compare it to. It was like those handful of people had the GameCube, sure, but a shit ton of them owned the PS2. And Animal Crossing was one of those things where it was just exploring its reaches in English territory. And obviously, it's far different to most things that sort of come out on Nintendo con- console at that point. They're all sort of like get to a goal, finish a thing, whereas Animal Crossing was like, this is your life now. 
Um, mm. <laughs> but uh, I, for us, at least, and I know it's definitely for you because you were the one that sort of dragged us all into it. Yeah, I felt I was the one who introduced you, like all of us, all of us, all, the whole, guys the, whole it, yeah. the whole group, and that was a wild one. Yeah, um, and that was a good game. That was a really it, good game. It was a good game, yeah. And I played cra- played the crap out of it. And like I, I know that like there are small criticisms with Wild World, but um, you know, limitations of the DS and all that. I think is you know the biggest thing to mm. sort of blame that on. But uh, obviously, that was the first one I played. I never owned it. I borrowed it off of you and played a bunch. And you know, we sort of just did our thing. Um, and it wasn't so much a permanency game back then either. Um, like we ended up just resetting our towns and shit all the time and all the time and whatever. It didn't feel like, because I think that was probably one of the big problems with Wild World is it did not feel like a permanency game as much as say New Leaf did where it made much more of a difference Yeah, if he held on to the same town. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, then that was the first one I owned was a, it was a New Leaf and that was a really good game too. Mm. Um, and that's probably the only animal. Yeah, that's the only Animal Crossing I've owned. Yeah, and it, personally, those are the two I've owned as well. Like with Animal Crossing, um, I remember seeing it in Target Country for for those that don't know. Hey, no, you you owned Wii. I didn't. No, I didn't. What? No, I never. I'll I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. And so Animal Crossing, I remember seeing it in Target Country, and for people who don't know what Target Country is, it's basically like a real small target for like small country towns. And back then, they don't anymore here, but they had like a small game section. And I remember seeing Animal Crossing on DS and I was like, after a new game and and I saw Animal Crossing and like the, this artwork of all like the cute animals and that just on like the world sort of as a Animal Crossing wild world sort of art, mm-hmm. um, or box art. Like it just drew me in and I wanted to play it. And I did like a little bit of research on it, but I really didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. what it was i hadn't really played a game like that where it's just like living necessarily before yeah that was one of the first games i sort of played where it was in that genre mm-hmm. and i got it and i just fell in love with it and thinking back to it now it's probably like the last game which i bought which i didn't know what really what it was like when you when we buy games now we generally know what it is with you know reviews are literally at our fingertips we've probably watched a couple What's of videos on youtube and it yeah, with that game, it was just like purely... I got into that series just purely like, oh, I'll give this a go. I really don't know what it is, but... Um, is that before the Wii? Yeah, yeah. 2005, um, Wild World came out. Wouldn't have Zelda been the next thing? Then? I mean, but I, I knew from you that that was a good... Oh, okay. That Zelda was good. Animal Crossing, I literally like... Right. I didn't, I, okay, I get what you mean now. Yeah. Like, I, I, was, I just went in and said... Oh, no idea. Yeah. yeah None like, of us did. Yeah, no idea. Um, and I... I really, really love that game. I, I just like played it while like watching TV. I really love fishing in Animal Crossing. That's one of my favorite things is catching new fish, um, collecting things and all that. And um, it was my first experience with like real time as well. Obviously, um, if it was like past seven or no, past nine o'clock, Tom Nook's shop would shut. And I'll just like, oh, I've got 10 minutes to go. And like, just like the dread running to the shop, trying to like sell all my stuff. So I don't have like full pockets. And I can actually get some uh, bells and buy some stuff and all that before the shop shut. And that was a, yeah, it's just really good memories. And uh, one of my friends, Olivia, she was like the only other person. Um, into Animal Crossing. Yeah, into yeah. Animal Crossing. And she was, she's really into Animal Crossing. She's going to be all over um, New Horizons, no doubt, by mm-hmm. the end of the end of the week. But um, yeah, a really, really special game. And I, 
when um Jordan Gray, like he got into it and he got uh City Folk on uh Wii. And I never actually got the Wii version because pretty much it was that game is very similar to Wild World. Um, they only introduced like obviously it had better graphics and there was like hill, hills and stuff in it rather than just like flat that it was on the DS. But apart from that, it was pretty much the same game apart from being able to go to the city and have access to um, different shops, I really. Pick, I picked up that game in the Wii Speak for like $15. Yeah, yeah, it was real cheap like there for a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I never picked it up because that game was just, it just, it was so at home on a portable system and I was happy just playing it on DS. Mm. So I never played it. I never got that one. And uh, obviously, the next one was New Leaf, which I dare say most people have played. It's oh, it was the revolution for Animal Crossing. A, yeah, huge seller for the 3DS, one of the best-selling games on the system. And um really loved it. But unfortunately, I feel like what happened with Animal Crossing is I had a big love for it from the DS version. And when it came to uh, the 3DS, I was like, yes, it's back. It looks better. It's got Street Pass. It has way more features. Um, you're the mayor, you can really customize your town a lot more. Um, so, you know, you bought it, a lot of our friends bought it. But everyone fell off of it pretty quick. And through that, I fell off of it quick as well. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I would have probably played it until Switch or so if uh, if I was just playing it by myself. But since everyone else fell off of it, I sort of like fell off of it as well. I think... Um just at the time as well, we were sort of, you know, we were getting older and we were doing different things. The time we picked it up, we, yeah. went, to, we went to Avcon. That's when I got it as well. Yeah. Because every, so everybody sort of pitched in and bought it for me for driving. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's with Jacob and that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And um, like I really wanted to get in on the action too, but I drove um, to Avcon and I didn't have the money for it. So, um, yeah. And then everybody pitched in and bought it for me and I played it for a while too. And then it was just sort of like, I think... We were at that stage in our lives where, you know, we were we were all sort of moving forward. People were taking the gap year from going to uni and whatnot. And Because um, what year was it? Was it 12 or 2012 13? or 13. Yeah. One, Must one have been 13 two. because I knew Jacob. I didn't know Jacob in high school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just like, just like a, it was one of those years where um, I guess we had a lot of time because like, especially not so much you, but... Um, I was just freshly out of school and I spent like a lot of time doing social things whereas I didn't play as many games, I think. I'm trying to think back, but um, like looking back, it is disappointing, but I kind of did miss that game. I didn't like experience everything that game had to offer and that mm. game had a lot to offer. And But I guess through that, like it's been a long time since I've been deep into an Animal Crossing game and that is a lot of the reason why I'm really looking forward to this one mm-hmm. on Switch. It's a it's a system that I pick up a lot and back when I was playing Pokemon uh, Quest where I was picking it up every day, doing, like, doing the grinds and that and I really enjoyed having the game where it's like, oh, I should pick it up, pick it up and do a quick thing. I was like, where's Animal Crossing? I need Animal Crossing on this thing right now because this is what I feel like right now. Pick yeah, it's it up. what I need. Yeah. yeah, pick it up and you can spend half an hour in it just talking to your villagers, keeping them happy, um, getting some equipment and doing whatever. Or you can spend four hours there and you just like go fishing, do this stuff. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, just really mucking around with it. And especially now, um, now we're a bit more in tune with like online communities and stuff, hmm. whether it's through um, say Nintendo Guru's community where he's really into Animal Crossing and have a big community just talking about it and go into each other's villages or you know even our own 
where we can go into the Discord and hopefully invite people to our island and have fun with all that stuff. Um, just really looking forward to it, man. What's that? I'm just going to be immature for a second. I'm going to name my island Dookie. Okay. So I can, <laughs> I've actually so got I can, no idea what I'm going to call my so, island. So I can get into trouble on Dookie Island. <laughs> and if you don't get that, holy crap, you need to listen to More Lonely Island. <sighs> I'm immature as shit. <laughs> yeah, Lonely, lonely Island. Uh, it's a good laugh. But I must trouble have, on Dookie Island. I remember listening to like those guys so much. And then it like came on randomly on my um old iPod, and I remember just cringing at it. I'm like, oh. no, I um, I don't know what that says about me, but maybe maybe you feel like you've grown up a bit more. But I I, I just think I I like because I've I've sort of consistently uh consumed their media for a while, like uh, the the movie Popstar. Mm. That that was a fucking funny movie. Yeah, it was a really good movie, and that was by them and everything. I mean, like, I still laugh so much at the line. I forgot what the name of the song was. Is that like, Brooklyn Nine Nine? You watch any Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah, yeah, I've watched a little bit. Okay, what? Yeah, when that that's the thing. It's like I've still got all that humor in my system from them because I watch these things done by them. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're worth a watch. I still remember the line of the song where it's like, oh, I'm not going to do the the actual like singing of it, but it's like. A girl hands him his phone. It's like, oh, this it's your dad. It's like, oh, it's not my yeah. dad. So I threw it on the ground. It was a... Uh, What's that song called? At the farmer's market with my so-called girlfriend. Yeah. She hands me her cell phone. Says it's my dad. <laughs> Man, this ain't my dad. This is a cell phone. I threw it on the ground. <laughs> it's just so... It, that, that just cracks me up. It's like, that's not my dad. That's a phone. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's exactly what it's called, by the way. Threw it on the ground. Threw it yeah. on the ground, yeah. yeah. That's a great song. It's a great song. <laughs> so, yeah, Animal Crossing. Looking forward to getting back into it because it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been yeah. like mid-high school where I've like really gotten into it. And even if even if you're smashing out New Leaf, like it's still been years since then. Yeah. Can you... Yeah. It's been... Be pretty much like seven years between mm. games in the series, and and those of you who are still playing New Leaf since, uh, you know, the start of that, and you you're moving on to the next title, you have to wave goodbye to your old town. Yeah, and I, I feel like this this I'm game is gonna it's gonna be a smash hit on Switch. I'm looking forward to it because it's gonna be big. It, it, the thing the thing is that I I'm really excited about is that it's not just shit. Better earn some bells. Shit. Better go buy an axe. Shit. Better. It, it's mm. literally like. Use what you got around you, and like, and it's that Minecraft mentality. But yes. it's not so daunting. Yeah, you know? it's going to be a lot more creative. You got a smaller yeah. space to work with. You don't have to worry about being killed by a creeper and losing your shit. You know, it's just calm, and that's, you know, I think that's, I think that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, it's shown that you can get tra- chased by a, tra- a tarantula. So that's not calm, bro. So yeah, but you get you get bit by them or something. It's like, owie, I've got a tarantula bite. Ouch. Whereas, like, you know, in in, in Minecraft, it's like, oh my god, a spider's chasing me. I've got my diamond pickaxe on me. I don't want to lose that shit. Oh shit, it killed me. And but as subsequently as I died, my diamond pickaxe has fell in fell in the lava and been destroyed. <laughs> god damn it! You know, it, yeah. it's not it's not that complicated. No, it's like being chased in. Other being chased by bees in Animal Crossing yeah. games, it's like, 
Yeah, I'm, I got stuck I'm really on looking forward. I'm really looking forward to getting into that and just like really like changing my island to how I want it. Yeah, because like you know, me coming from Wild World, you had like none of that. No, like um, every now and again, I would you would pick weeds. <laughs> yeah, you pick, you pick a lot of weeds, and I see that your weeds can actually be used to uh for crafting now. So you can they're actually got a reason. Yeah. But in Wild World, you could put patterns on the ground. That was when they introduced sort of being able to draw patterns with the bottom screen and you could put patterns down. And when I um, I went to some towns and some people just like completely changed their town with patterns. Mm, and yeah. they did some pretty incredible things, but you can only do so much. But now it's like there's going to be some incredible islands out there. It's going to be so cool. Yeah, mm. yeah for sure. Yeah, so um, expect a lot of Animal Crossing talk next episode when we uh, have Get a good we- on it. have a good weekend with it. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. So, Bryce, that's the end of the show. I'll uh, let you go home after uh, almost two hours. Two hours now. Now. Yeah. Yes. All right. Beautiful boy. <laughs> so, Bryce. Hello. How you going? Good. And we start the episode again. <laughs> oh shit! No, everybody. <laughs> everybody thank you very much for listening to the house of mario episode 135 if you'd like to follow the show on twitter you can follow at the house of mario you can follow me and idruby and you can follow bryce at ivreven and if you'd like to help us with algorithms and all of that thing you can go to itunes or whatever your podcast platform of choices and leave a review um, it helps the algorithms as i said and it also helps my heart glow. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, it yeah. does. It really does. 35 episodes. Have we asked that every episode? Almost every episode. Like, holy crap, man. Mm. That's a lot of time. Yeah, there's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. If you've been watching this show since episode one, you haven't left a five-star review and, a, and you know, a written review. What's wrong with you? As, as Reggie would say, yeah, yeah. What, what is wrong with you? Like, seriously. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's alright that's the fun of it yeah it is so Bryce this week's Nintendo jukebox is by Noteblock and it's uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons Animal Crossing NH Remix Mm. so beautiful just wonderful so until next week the doors to the house of Mario are closed catch you later bye